things. Cool. All right, you want to do a show? Uh, let's try. Oh, let's, let's try. I'm fine with trying. You know what? I uh, this is my first official show. I'm a little bit high right now. I'm a little bit gooped up on the gop. Oh God, is that what this is? No. Is do you want to tell everybody that we went shopping last week? Can you help me? <laughs> and, I, and once again, in the same place that you took me the first time, I got in trouble again. For breaking the pot rules, it's not the, the potland rules. It's a pretty simple rule. Don't pull your phone out while you're. First of all, this rule should apply everywhere. Okay. When you're in line about to purchase something and there are people waiting behind you, never pull your phone out and start randomly texting people about things. Well, I needed some information. I understand, but that guy we talked to was very helpful. Yeah, he was. He gave us all the info you needed. Yes, he did. Uh, did you see the? It was happy birthday, by the way. It was no. your birthday yesterday. Did Dang. you see that post? Uh, Steve Lana sent me. One of our listeners sent me a picture of. I think it's Keanu Reeves. Looks like he's on a long, sitting on a long skateboard or a rocket ship. Okay. He's like going through space, and it looks like he's eating something, but he's got a helmet on, and it says, "It says, uh, dads after two CBD gummies," <laughs> <laughs> and it's like. It's it's exactly. I go. He sent it to me. He goes. This is Brian, and I go. Yeah, it's funny. It's perfect. It is Brian. Well, thank you for so, that. So I put that out there. Yeah, we're also ranked now. Did ranked. you see my email? Are we ranked like like the NCAA football we're, rankings. We, we're ranked. We made the iTunes. Uh, we're ranked on iTunes. Finally, after all these years. One thousand three hundred and thirty nine. So actually, it turns out we're not ranked. <laughs> we are definitely ranked. Look. I made the list of the top 1,000 comics to watch. Oh, but you put, you put yourself on that list because I think they no, give up after like a guy, 100. There's so. a guy who makes the, he makes a, it's a joke list, but he yeah. makes it every year. And uh, he, he brought it back out again when that guy from SNL just got, he got hired. And then it was like, oh, look, he's racist. And then this guy was like, if you'll notice, he's not on my top That's list hilarious. of 1,000 comics to watch. That's hilarious. <laughs> thought that was great. Does the but guy get fired already? No, I don't think exactly. so. Look, that uh, was a... Pr- that hold on one sec. Welcome no. to Hollywood Anonymous. I'm Brian Irwin. I'm John Hutt. I just want... I know you, you, you don't have your headphones on. The music's been playing this whole time. Oh, thank I, God. And I wanted to make sure I got the intro over the music. It's extremely important to me to always do things the right way, oh, even though I good. don't good, good, nine good. times out of ten. Good. So back to that thing. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, to the guy that got fired at SNL. Did oh, not get I, fired at SNL. I don't, no, he didn't get fired. Uh, I don't... I believe, uh, unless I'm mistaken, but I also... Come on, you tell me Lauren Michaels didn't know about that. That was all pre-cal. Did like, you see it? Yeah. And? I mean, look, again, I am never, ever, ever, ever going to tell someone what they can or cannot say. Uh, but did you really think that that was a joke? It didn't play like a joke to me. Just so I you know. didn't. I just didn't. I didn't laugh. It wasn't funny. It wasn't my thing. It did seem racist to me, but not my thing. I, I, if he, he claims he was doing a character... I don't know. Uh, yeah, that okay. If he was doing a character, then then that's different. I don't know. But that's the thing because is it like, was very straightforward. The conversation yeah. was extremely straightforward, so it wasn't it wasn't a a setup punch. Well, not that it needed to be, but like we right. do podcasting, and they were talking about podcasting and being able to, you know, the beauty of podcasting is to be able to speak freely and and not edit yourself and all that kind of stuff. But there are certain things you should edit. I mean, you have to edit yourself. I don't understand well, that <laughs> thing of like if it's not because it didn't play like a joke. Now, now if he is a character and that was a character is of his. Then I am one hundred percent on that side of the yes. If the character is there making fun of somebody that would be like that, there it is. But if he if that was just him, from what I understand, thing, there are other places that don't want to work with him because of his jokes. Where is he from? Do you know? Uh, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Which the funniest tweet I read was: Imagine being from Philly and thinking Asian people talk weird. <laughs> That's funny. 
<laughs> I thought that was fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, it's, it's even but, yeah, more I hilarious mean, when you're high, John. I am oh, so, man. Oh, I am so half THC, half CBD'd out right now. Oh, yeah? So you like no shoulder pain, and yet you're also wanting I did a, a thing, Twinkie. Whatever that thing is you that I got. The tincture? Yeah, I still don't understand what... what Under I, the tongue. I, you didn't put it in your eye, did you? <laughs> You just you just went My like this. My eyes are you so high right you now. You squeeze it at your eyes. eye. You know you can put vodka in your eyes. You, you we've talked about this before, but like I read a long time ago that in Russia to drink illegally that, or to get drunk they would dip women would drip, dip their tampons, tampons yeah. in vodka so that you didn't smell like you were drinking. And I'm, I'm disgusting. I'm making your the guest is just well. I mean, I'm you're making me sick, but uh, it's great. Yeah. But no, anyway, I, no. So I still don't really understand. I will say it doesn't. I, the funny thing is, and I keep, and I know I'm new to this, and I talk about it with everybody now, which is probably like they're probably thinking, like <laughs> you're like 15. I, you're all, like, hey, anyone else into this weed thing? Yeah, huh? Anybody? I, I anybody? gotta be careful because I'm starting to sound vegan or you know, um, <laughs> crossfit. What's crossfitting? <laughs> like I won't stop talking about it, but. I, I, what all I keep saying to people is, I just said, I'm like, I am not getting high. I'm like, so all you people that just think it's just people just going in there and getting all goofed up on GOP, I'm like, <laughs> that's what people think. That's, that's, and that's exactly what they, that's their language. My they favorite use. part of the whole thing is that you still use outdated termina- terminology that even my mom knows is not fucking cool. <laughs> By the way, my family just left, and we'll bring the guest in uh, on this. My family just left, and I'm so sorry. Here's what I've what sorry I noticed. for your loss. Here, here's what I noticed about family. Like every you know, when you're catching up, everybody's got their story, right? But all of my family's stories were like, yeah, and then like I think they got like the lupus or something like that. I'm like, oh, your stories are not ending oh, well. Oh, they, like, they're Midwest stories. Yeah, they all yes, end, they, end with sadness. They end with someone has always died or so got a disease or so has broken sad. a leg or like got in a car accident. Yeah. I'm like, you did you notice that our stories were like uplifting and ended on a positive note? No. Yours started that way, but they all and I they all acknowledge like, yeah, oh my god, <laughs> yes, every single one of our stories when, ends in some form of Midwestern tragedy. We'll, we, so let's bring our guests. We'll bring in our so guests in, and then I will. I'll say that, that like <laughs> all mid all Midwest. Stories, well, you're from the Midwest, so you I, gotta. I 100% yeah, got our get our guest today um, from Wheaton, Illinois, yep. class of 1993. Ooh, outed, Ooh. out. Ooh. I can't play 28 anymore. I was just gonna because you're I'm a big. I, Jerk. I w- well, we can edit that out. I'm totally kidding. Because I was going to say we went to high school together, and then people would sort of know. We went to grade school together. We went to. Oh, is that what I should have said? We grade school. <laughs> we oh, there you go. See. There you go. They, there Class go. of 1993 preschool. Um, <laughs> uh, Jen Didi, actress, yes. uh, producer, writer. Um, yes, sir. Tiger Wheaton. I'm a tiger. tiger. Wheaton Tiger. Yeah. Wheaton Tiger. Oh, the Occidental Tigers are right down the street. Occidental College. You know who the most famous person to go to Occidental Obama. College was? There you go. Obama. Right down the street. And you know what's funny about that college? I would not have. Have no idea. There's a college down the street. You from have us. no idea, right? It's this super is so quiet not a college area. It's. So, I'm, I no. always said, I'm like, where are they going? It's ridiculous. Do they yeah, just yeah. stay in their dorms the whole time. Like, it's just, a dorm. It's like a college college. Like, 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 yes, it's a college. It's an actual college. Yeah. I'm always like, because you know, like normally when you're in your colleges, there's a street. Or an area, yeah, that has bars and places bars to and, go and, and youthful vomit. Like well, <laughs> yes. it has that yes. feel to yes. it, but it just doesn't exist. Well, but we had Wheaton College, yeah. and that also does not feel. Well, no, that's like a dry. A it's a dry college. <laughs> it's like dry. there's n- you also no dancing. Dance. Nope. Ah! 
What do you guys live in Footloose? We, we lived in the town with the most churches per capita. Like. But that's a very Footloose. Isn't that the whole point of Footloose? Yes. 100%. No we Literally. lived Footless. Yes. So let me ask John Lithgow was the dean of students <laughs> okay. at Wheaton College. Okay. There, yeah. the, the city had to realize the irony when that movie came because that was a huge hit. And I'm assuming it made it to your town or was it banned in, the, in your town? Dude, I mean, I saw it. Uh, but no, did you, it, was, did you guys have to do like an underground screening? It was of just it, that college. So when yeah, you're growing up, yeah. like I wasn't in college, so I was like, we didn't really get it. Like, I, I thought think it we was, just were like, maybe they're partying. We what? didn't understand that. I assumed everyone was doing like really hard drugs. If you're telling some kids they can't <laughs> dance or like listen to rock and roll or like, yeah, why, you know what why I mean? dancing? Just out of curiosity, we know. I mean, I feel like it goes back to like the gyrating of the hits. Oh, not because okay. we saw Elvis do it on the Ed Sullivan show, yeah. and he looked pretty. Horny. Yeah, but isn't the fault always lie on the woman? You're doing too mu- you're doing too much. That's right. You're hurting the man by doing that. <laughs> yes. You're yes. you're causing him to to basically want to commit rape. <laughs> always. Yes. It's always your fault, always. right? Yeah. Isn't that? Yes. But that's the backwards mentality of it, right? Yes. Yes. You're oh. just you're asking. It was the whole point of like you're you're asking for trouble, ma'am. Do you do you, by do you, your oh. realize that that is still a prominent? Uh, ideology, like there are still like people that believe that people that are like, I mean, you hear it when hundred percent. That's in, like, exactly the Kavanaugh thing. People are like, oh, these women were drunk. What? What? Dude, I get drunk. Yes. What? Just, also, then, do you feel like you can rape a woman uh, after? I, that's just crazy. If somebody raped me, I'd be like, hey. Just because yeah. I was hammered yeah. doesn't make that okay. <laughs> By the fun. way, I, I, there, every once in a while I'm okay with a little bit of street justice. There was that Brock Turner case that was up in Northern California mm-hmm. about the guy. Yeah, he was the swimmer or something like that. Right. That that had had sexually assaulted that woman who Multiple was drunk. Multiple women. And those gu- but but those guys. There was the guys that pulled him off of her and he got arrested. And then the judge was like, "But he's he's such a good kid. We don't want to wreck his right. future." Yeah. Right. Like I guess he got recently wherever he was working. People found out and they're like, "Fuck that guy." Get him out of here, and he got fired because people were like, "Nope, no." It's yeah. kind of like the yeah. whole like it's... like the OJ thing. It's like, "No, you're guilty, dude." Yeah. And maybe the maybe the system failed us, but we're not going to fail. But we see you. We see you. We see you. You yep. got away yep. with some shit, dude. Yeah. Yep. And yep. we're not we're not letting you get away yeah. with it. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. So I mean, true. I know that. I know. I, I, I don't feel bad about it. I, I don't. No. I feel like fuck he, that guy. He didn't deny it. He got busted for what he did. He knows what he did, and he got and he he got. Out of it, basically. Did you guys watch the documentary on Netflix? No. About that? OJ? Oh, oh. No, the OJ oh sorry. Yeah, oh, OJ. Uh, uh, was that wait, the five parts? Oh, my gosh. It was long. Yeah, it was like five parts. But I we, did watch it. we yeah, got yeah. into it. We got so into it. And then we're just both like, what are we doing? Like, we're just reliving. Like, it was so disturbing. Yeah. It was so disturbing to relive that and be like, God, I can't. That was like yesterday, right? No, it was like 20 years it ago. It was so long ago. They... 20, 25 years ago or something. Yeah. I think the best. I saw I saw the Marsha Clark. The um. Yes. The, the FX. The FX yeah. one, which I heard yeah. was good. I it was great. Yeah, it was everyone great. loved that. I think maybe I did. I, I can't remember if I watched the Netflix one or not. I remember where I was when I saw the car chase. And I... I find it insane that, like, he's on Twitter now. I know Earl Skakel makes fun of him nonstop, I think. Yeah, people are, like, making fun of him, but, like, I just think that's... Uh, the, the the balls on that guy. Yeah, but he's oh but gosh, if you watch the documentary, he's always had those balls. Like, oh, yeah. he's, yes, yeah. He he's actually, delusional. I was just gonna say, yeah, it's not even in denial wrong. as much as he actually. I think yeah, at this yeah. point, he has truly convinced himself. I truly believe that. Absolutely, he has convinced Absolutely. himself that there is a murderer out there somewhere, and that he knows that, and and maybe someday he will crack the case. I believe he is so. He has to tell himself that. Uh, he he has and, to live that And he's probably believing yeah. at this point, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, there's the great, the greatest George Costanza line in <clears throat> all of Seinfeld. Remember, Jerry, it's not a lie. 
if you believe it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he has and done. And that's so the world true. we currently live in. Absolutely. We absolutely I mean, we, do. The president does the same thing. Well, I he doesn't it, think he's lying. Let, well, he remove the president both. from, like, from I can't it. Even, I yeah. guess, yeah. But for, remove the president from it for just a second. I think the one thing that we can all agree on, and let's just bookmark it right now so we were on record. A lot of people, you're talking about looking back on OJ 25 years ago. 25 years from now, when they, the documentaries come out, people are like, I cannot believe that, you, that all that was happening. And people just were kind of like rolling with it all. Yeah. We already know that we oh. are going to be judged so yes. can you, harshly for these times. How it's going to be did, embarrassing. How yes. hard did we judge Germany in grade school, looking back at how they how World War II started and how it escalated and what happened? Like, it was to the point where we still judge Germany. It's 2019, <laughs> like, and when they yeah, were going to they were do. about to win the World Cup, and I was like, dude, I can't root for fucking Germany. I mean, what is there this? There are Nazis like, there. What yes. is Remember that Japan Japan did did bomb Pearl Harbor, but yep. I, I went over there. I'm like, there's some pretty they're nice nice people. They're, they're, nice. they're, yes. they're okay, but they also <laughs> paid a very extreme price for bombing Pearl yes. Harbor. They so paid would, an extreme price, and they but there's also just there's something different about what Germany did. That like the erratic trying to eradicate a whole race of people is like, yeah. But their attitude towards it now yeah. though is very like, hey, if you if you roll oh, any Nazi anti- shit in front of us, you are going down. They're more anti-Nazi than America. Yeah. I was just yeah. gonna say, yeah. If you look at the way they handle, they're like they're like absolutely not. They're this horrified. Stain. They're um, horrified. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, it's it's a little bit more personal to them because it's on their property, but it shouldn't. To my attitude is, even though that's that personal, we should be taking that same personal attitude on our property because those were the people that we were fighting. But yet somehow or another, um, there's a por- small, very small portion mm-hmm. of the United States, but we accept them. We embrace them. We allow them. And it's like, it's so weird to me. And I understand that there's laws and I get that, but yeah. it's still culturally so weird to me that anybody would be like, you got to let it happen. It's it's just it's just who we are as Americans. We have to allow that. Like, no, we don't. We're humans. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. So we've back lo- to family. We've lost the humanity. I wish I could start. I, I wish I could like sound really smart right now. My husband actually was just uh, watching this German filmmaker who was working. Get him out. <laughs> <laughs> out. Out. No, he was like he was work. This German filmmaker who I cannot remember the name uh, because I think through the like third one I fell asleep. I was like I can't with all this. But <laughs> he was working out how the German people felt about World War Two during these films, and these films are actually they're beautiful. But I was he, he was saying like how how they uh, how life went on and and different. It's fascinating. Yeah, Le- to work it out through art and yeah. figure that out. And and the fact that they were allowed to. Yes, work it out through very art. much. Is, is John huge, loves Bob Ross. Is a huge what? <laughs> Bob Ross is not German, dude. I know, but he's art. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of artists, dude. How do you know he's not German? Because was, it, was he? What was his backstory? Didn't he have like a crazy backstory? No. No, I thought. Oh, is that a lie? He was like some sort of Marine commando. Yeah, that's definitely a lie. He uh, was. Okay. He was in the. He was in the. He would, did join the military. Okay. Uh, when he got out of the military, okay, he did not have any money. So in order to save money on haircuts, he got a perm. That's where the afro came from. He literally has straight head, straight what? hair. What? So he hated wow. the perm. Wow. But by the time he was had enough money to start getting regular haircuts, the show was already in full swing, and the people producing it were like, hey, bro, we've already got your face on a you lot guys, of stuff. So do you know you can watch it on Netflix? It's on Netflix, I it's on Hulu, it it's on when Amazon. I'm really upset sometimes, and yep. it just makes me happy. It's Bob. So it, it really Bob is Ross. like basically like listening to the ocean. Basically. Oh, it's okay. like listening to the ocean. If, I mean, yes, I, I, I yes. recommend listening to like 
either Bob Ross or like Deepak Chopra, somebody who like is like just soothing What's his hairstyle? And, and also says like yes. positive things all positive the time. Positive things all the time. Just yeah. feed it to your brain right now. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Speaking of perms, so I've yeah. I've had curly hair my whole entire life, so I never had any hairstyle other than what I was given <laughs> at birth. Fro. Did you crush some serious hairstyles back in the day? Did, um, you, were you, were you, did you do perms? Well, let's let's talk about this, John. Do you remember? I don't. Hair? We went to high school together. Yeah, let's but face here, it. But I'll say this about uh, I, every girl I can remember from high school. I don't remember. I mean, there was there were the girls that were older. That's like Kathy Hessick's sister and like Claudine Calmine and those <laughs> girls. They had huge hair. Like I still make like the waterfall style with like the yes, no big yes. big big the fucking ba- the back bangs, and forth just bangs, yeah, spray paint yeah. aerosol cans. But I remember like the girls that I were in my class. I remember. Have, everybody seemed to have regular hair. The guys are a totally different story. Oh, man. When I look at my hair, I'm I like, oh, who else was doing this? Yeah. Why did no one tell Your me about this? Absurd. This is terrible. It was so <laughs> that's hilarious. She said your hair was absurd. <laughs> I don't oh. even know what decade you were in because I don't even know if it was in it, Neither we were you. in the nineties. You were like in the like early eighties or something. I was I was I was <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like <laughs> mid seventies with uh, some of the clothes, but breeze. then like but I definitely I definitely like there was a point where I could sleep in class with my hair over my face. Yeah. Oh, really? You oh, couldn't okay. see my eyes. That's like bo- I had a lot of perms for sure. You did. Oh, perm. So what did you that. call the other one? What is it called? The double? It's called double banging. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's John called double banging. That's double banging. Here goes like Dad again. Here that, goes. Are you double banging? Here goes. Here goes Dad again. No one is What are you guys double banging over there? I used to talk about the. I'm like this. These guys were gang banging, and John's like, nope, that's not what they were doing. These guys rolled up, and he goes, oh, were they gonna gang bang me? I go, don't say that on stage. It sounds that. wrong. And what I meant was, you know, gangbangers. And he was like, yep, again, that's again, not, not what people are hearing. Context, what it, you yeah. can get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, exactly. No, it, um, it's like the bat, it's like the double. I don't, I really curls, just made that up. It's it like a, it's a forward, curl down and, and then it curl goes backwards. Yeah, oh, okay. Up, yeah. And then a tease. Or a tease is very important. And then Aquanet <laughs> is very important. Is that, is that illegal now? Uh, or do you still see it? Does it still exist? I mean, I'm going to, I've, all right. So I bought some a couple years ago. So it's still around. Yeah. And it, is it smells awful. It smells what? like it smells like like disinfectant, like a Lysol or something. You know what? It's it smells to me. What's that stuff you use on clothing? It's the the spray. Yes. Uh, Febreze? No, 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 no. It's the aerosol spray can. The it's static, static cling. Oh, Scotch Guard. It's got yeah or something like well, that. All those things smell the same thing, to yeah, me though. It, they all yeah. have that weird. Yes. Um, if Lysol didn't have a scent to it. Yeah. Whatever it is that they I just think yeah, like just chemicals, just chemicals coming at yeah. you. When you bought it, did you buy it for? Because to me, it sort of smells like a hair and makeup I did, trailer. I did buy it for a job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To but, to for your own right. hair. So yes, because I normally play characters that have big hair. Oh, really? It's just something that happens. Like I'll be like the mafioso wife. Oh. I know Italian. it doesn't doesn't look like it like me just sitting here probably but well, no, it's that's my thing. It's called acting. Yeah. It's called it's called acting. But so exactly. you so you so you played on more than one occasion. You've played a mafia wife. Yes, but oh, that's hilarious. but like my favorite was in a, in a film that I did that was like comedy and I got to you know I was in it for more than a second. We did you know I was on it for a couple weeks. I got to play really really play. But I was like, why is it that I am always teasing my hair for parts? <laughs> it is just the way it happens. Well, Do you have a wig collection? Make it easier. No, I don't. It's either that or I get or I get cast in something where they're I, I go in looking pretty nice and then I get on set and they're like you're the homeliest of oh. the nurses on staff and I'm like but 
mean, it looked kind of good going in. Didn't my I look audition. okay? They're like, no, no, no. You are. No, we're going to pull it way back. Straight out of Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. We've, I, we've kind of covered this before, but John jokes about the fact that he gets it. He's a character actor. He knows who's getting called in. He looks around. He understands yes. how they, they view him. So I'm just curious from, from your take as a woman when they do something like that. I mean, do you have to just build up a wall of like, uh, who the hell cares? I'm, I'm just, I'm acting. Yeah. Or do you, or is it hard? And sometimes you take it personally. Like, wait a minute. So you're picking me as third not good looking person? <laughs> right, right, right. What, 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 what are you saying about me? You know, I How do you separate it. that? Okay, so I think when I was in my 20s, it was like a very difficult, like when I got here, I got here in 2000. So it's like right fresh off the boat from DePaul University. And I was just like, okay, it's going to be great. And Super then, yeah, yeah I was ready. so excited and I got some work and. But what I didn't realize was I am actually a character actress. I have some leading lady features. I could be a leading lady, but I am a character actress, and I, I play characters. When you said no. you realized that, what do you mean? Like, you figured it out on your own, or you figured it out based on the way you were being I figured cast. it out based on where I fit in in Hollywood. Having not so this is your own analysis. Well, and, and now, like, I get it. I think people do oh. see me as that. But, okay. but I... It depends. Like, if they know my work, they, like, say, like, Cassandra will bring me in. They'll literally bring me in for so many different things, from, like, a cop to the the mom who's crying because her kid is dying to um, the slut that came in. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the, the stock characters. It's a range. Yeah. It's a it's, and, and that's why I'm very proud of that. But when I first came, everyone's like, you've got to be the one thing. What are you? So great, you're comedy. See? So great, you're drama. No, but wait, I can do both. No, you cannot. Do not tell people you could do both. That's fucking crazy. No one is allowed to be that talented. Do you think here. it's still like that though? I yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, so let's Although, take a. Although oh, I think it's a little. I I do think. I think people are paving their own way more, especially women. And then we can say, fine, I, I'm going to have to do interesting work that I want to do that's meaningful, and it's going to have to be something that I fight for because. Nobody no cares. No one's going to give it to you, you. And, yeah. and and I think what you just said. Nobody cares besides you is nobody is like and 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 that's not to say that like your friends don't support you, your family doesn't support you, but it's like in oh, this yeah. town within the business, you, no one is going to care. So like, no. you have to. No, you have, you to, have to fight to, for yourself yes. for sure. Yeah. So let's take a step back. When bring did you it. actually start? <laughs> <laughs> bring it back. I can't bring it like uh, Aquanet, but I will. I will. I'll bring <laughs> you it. will bring it, it that far back. Um, <laughs> When did you start getting into act, actual acting? And oh gosh, go ahead. Mean, meaning, like, so the the actual journey of like getting into it, and when, how it translated into ending up in Hollywood. You know, wh where did it start? It started for you. It started when I was uh, thirteen. Okay, and what was it that triggered you? To th it was a total it. trigger. I love that word trigger. It's everywhere these yeah, days. I know, God. Really Somebody was me. trying to talk about stand-up specials. They go, he's got this special called Triggered. I go, I, I go, Joe Rogan. I go, no, 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 the other guy. I go, what? The there's other like, guy. There's like four, Everyone has a special called Triggered. There's like four stand-up specials <laughs> Is that really triggered. part of the culture right now? <laughs> yeah. So I kind of feel still oh, like I'm yeah. in it. I, I spend most of my time in the basement. Kids are being triggered right everywhere. Are they? Yeah, everybody, everybody. This is news to me. And I was talking about how much I was triggered last week, and I was like, I'm never going to say that. I was saying it left and right. You've just said it three times in this conversation. I'm going to say trigger, 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 trigger. So, I mean, what I what was, was it that got you into it? I will tell you. I <laughs> I was in an acting class in eighth grade. And my best friend, Tammy, who we just ran into with John, yep. um, she could sing like nobody's business. She's a beautiful voice. And it turns out I learned that like in that class, I'm like, oh, I guess I can like 
act, you know, I, I love doing it. So this, <laughs> this is what's so horrifying, and this is my moment when I knew I wanted to be an actor. We were supposed to improv, <laughs> but you guys, we were going to improv <laughs> watching the challenger explode. Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. I'm wait, <laughs> you're... Wait, wait. You chose it, it this happened to happen? improv? No, we chose it. Tammy and I chose it. We had to do something. So it's a dramatic and this improv. Is an, this is, you, Take this us a, back to your two's discussion on how you got to, you know what we should do. This is, and this is, a, this is a, only a few years after. Yes. I was home sick. That's why I was like, I think I just needed to work it out or something. And Tammy and I were like, well, we're supposed to do something that re- like happened in the world. I don't even remember what the what teacher told us, but but we all did something different. And so Tammy and I got up there with like a fake TV and we watched, we pretended to watch the Challenger. Wow. Yeah, it was horrifying. And like, it, I remember that. Like, I remember it. You remember improving we it, or we you remember tra- actually watching it? I remember watching yes. it. Tra- we were tra- like traumatized from. You were. You said you were at. You were at home. I was at home when that happened. Yeah, I was homesick. Yeah, they rolled TVs into our classroom. Yeah. And I was like, what? Wait, to watch it, not knowing it's going to explode. Oh, yeah, yeah. To watch watch it live. Back then, it it actually, that was was a huge thing when when they they were shooting off right. Now no one cares. It's still, yeah, I know. Whatever, I watched. No, you care. Yeah, we can talk about India missing the moon. Yeah. I've got 10 new minutes on that. But, uh... But no one got hurt. Everyone's fine. The space thing is still around. All right. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. All right. So this was my big moment where I was like, wow. And like, we just embodied that. I had no idea what the, I didn't use it. You were embodied. just, was there fake crying? Were you guys like. No, there was real crying. We were upset. We were just devastated. And we just couldn't, then we couldn't like function the rest of the day. It was like ridiculous. But then I was in the play, the spring play called High Style Heist. Okay. You can imagine what happened. There was a, it was a fashion. I owned the fashion, and I I really was. And I know actors say this, and it's to me, it's kind of annoying because you're like, I was so shy. I really was a kid where, like, I whispered to my mom. I cried every day in school. Like, I I, until sounds like you're a blast to be with. I was (laughs) such a blast. I I had a problem with everything. Like my shoes hurt. And you're married now, huh? Yeah. (laughs) 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 I yeah. I am a, I am a prize. <laughs> but um, this obviously helped you through that. Y- yes. Well, and then in eighth grade, my parents came to the show, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, she's gonna run off stage crying." And I mean, I like had gone, I had gotten better and stuff, but I was like, "Boom!" It was just I knew I was like in my element. Like, okay, I was, you like, connected. So done. I was like, "Okay, this is what I'm gonna do the rest of my life." Done. See, I, you know, I. That's the one thing that I, I think took for me a lot longer. And I never, I don't know if I ever still really found like fully what I was connected to. Cause kind of what you're talking about is the same way people like when they pick up a guitar or a piano, mm-hmm. like it just, they connect and like they know like this, I'm, this is me. Yeah. This is me. And I, I think I always struggled with that. This is me part. So I, I'm always fascinated when people find it. But I when think they just it's know. that, that thing that I still feel for it, even though it's expanded in many different ways, that it's like, again cliche but you're home like you're like oh this is the place where i can be the most challenged and i'm i'm constantly challenged by it and like i'm a big personal growth per- i've always been like this i remember my husband looking at me one day and being like i am so surprised by how much you love to do this like personal growth stuff and yeah. it's very much related to why i love to dive into characters and learn about people and humanity and all that and i it it was like either maybe go get a psych, um psychology degree Right. That wasn't ever going to happen. Like right. that is not what I want. You know what I mean? But I that are, there is an aspect to that. Mm-hmm. You know, but there is something where like 
you can't, you know, it is that thing where you can't explain it. And it's a little holier than thou for a long time, which is what kills you when you come to LA and you're like, oh, it's just so special to me though. It's like <laughs> church. Yeah. And they're like, we don't care. Like Jen, they told me one time Jen Didi sounded like mouthwash. Thank you, everybody. But, but here's and, the thing, um, does what? it? Jen Didi is in great name. Yeah, I was going to say. No, it doesn't. It's what? toothpaste even? I don't think so. I mean, it was like, what? I, a- honestly, though, this is we live in a world where everyone's job is to find a way to kick you to the curb. That's yes. really what this yes. is. And, yes. and very few people get through the kicks. Yeah, and and it's like it's almost <clears> like true. this abusive relationship where they kind of enjoyed saying things like that because honestly, and quite frankly, that's not necessary. It's never. I mean, necessary. even if you don't make it, it you you don't need to not make you don't need to not. I don't want to say it. Don't need to not make it. Well, I don't you, know if I, don't know don't if I just double negative it. You don't have to be a jerk about it. Well, yeah. and, and I started teaching coaching later from the studio that I like literally fell in the lap of and studied there at Warner Laughlin Studios. Warner is wonderful. It's a very healthy place. And I I learned so, I really resisted it. I was like, oh, I did the whole, like, if you're a teacher, then you're not really doing, it was ridiculous because I was like, I don't know what you're doing. And I finally started teaching and because uh, I knew the technique and I loved it. It's all imagination. It was all great. But what I learned was, like, I could give back to that little part of me that was such a little lost 20-something that thought everybody knew more than I did because a lot of people that take the classes a lot are going to be in the category. Not, not, not everybody, but I had a lot of people that I was just in that phase when I started teaching. And I felt like you can't teach acting, but you can help people through this process and navigate yeah. the journey. I mean, you can help them with their technique, and all, of course. Yeah, but there, there are things you can teach that... that- of course, everybody yeah. is different when it comes to something like acting. Absolutely, it's subjective. Yeah. What info you take in and what you use. what you respond to. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's different for everybody. Um, but that's nice. So, you, how long have you been? You've been te- you teach there? Yeah. Well, I started teaching there. Gosh, I mean, I taught for like ten years, uh, like a good five years straight, where wow. I had like my own class and stuff. Um, and it was such a great little posse of people. Like we all met this like incredible group of people when I came out here at 23 and like we all just pursued our dreams and goals and it turned into like now people are, you know, doing big things and whatever. But like then a lot of us started teaching at that same studio because Warner's always wanted like, like working professionals, not the studio where you're like in there and you're super depressed because you're like, oh my God, why is the teacher not working? You know what I mean? Like come go, go work, bring it in. Um, And also like come back when you need it and then go work on set. Like, we want you on set. We want you working. That's the whole point. So I loved that whole theory. It was probably the only place that I could teach. So now I am much more like an extension of my artistry more than it was became kind of bread and butter. And like when I wasn't acting, I was doing that. And now I'm able to do it when I f- want to and work with clients I want. So. Oh, that's nice. So it's, yeah, it, it, it feeds me. It's a whole, it's fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. You said you moved out in 2000? Yeah. And you wow, went to DePaul? I went to for DePaul. acting? Yep, for okay. theater school. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I came out here in November of 99. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But like, we not, try not to talk not about the 20 like year thing we're all hitting. Kind of oh my plan. God, you guys. I got really <laughs> depressed all of a sudden. No, 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 no. Don't get I have accomplished nothing. I will that's say that not true. 20, 20, the, the, the funny thing about because I came out in 2000 as well, you know, when you hit that, you hit that 20 years, it's just so funny because, you know, and I'm sure you, you know when you share your journey. I'm, I can't imagine it, you can, you can't say to yourself, "Oh my God, I've put in, I've put 17 lives into this <laughs> yeah. 20 years." Because it, it is really unbelievable how much happens in six months out here. Especially the first, I would say the first five years you're out here. Oh my gosh, it yeah. is in. 
insane <clears throat> because yes. I, I don't think any of us realize how f- hard we're pushing down on that 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 gas pedal. Yeah, you don't realize until you take a step back after a couple of years and go, "Wow, yeah, I was." All over the place. I I literally lived four lifetimes, you know, in in such a <laughs> yes. short period of time. Yeah. It's so true. But with yeah. so with DePaul though, and, and this is um, the, the question I wanted to ask was when you know you're going to become a character actor, or you realize you're a character actor, that's not part of the acting process, right? That's a discovery. Uh, meaning that when you went to school, did you at that point were you kind of seeing yourself being shaped a certain way, or did you just kind of broad stroke and you realize I, you just kind of like like you said I I can do anything I'm just going to do anything? Well, no, I think at DePaul, like I don't think I I don't think I understood I was a character actor or like understood that about myself till like six seven years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I mean, people did not put me in that category. Okay. They wanted me to be like like the put together woman. Like I always played put together woman who falls apart in drama or comedy, which is great. And that's like a thing that I can do very well. But it was like, you know, you're going to be pushed into this uh, other category. But when I looked at my body of work that I actually get hired for, I am a character actor. Right. So at DePaul, they were DePaul was a really interesting thing because I came in with like penny loafers and a little like preppy outfit. And everyone else I like was like in ballerina costumes in black. And like they were all they were all already they were already theater kids. And I was like, "Mm, I got more in my life than just this. Like, am I supposed (laughs) to like that's why I didn't want to go to like North Carolina School of the Arts. It was a beautiful school. But I was like, I I don't want to be so isolated in like the the sort of fame thing, even though that's cool. That would have been cool in high school. In college, I wanted to be in a city where it was like people were working and doing stuff. And DePaul is in downtown (laughs) Chicago, correct? It is, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I say that, like, I just feel like I, that first year was like, I regressed completely because they were just doing improv and I had already, I was like a speech team. Like, I was all in. I know it sounds like a nerd alert. It is kind of. But were they like, I was was acting with scripts all the time. And like, I I don't know if you know about forensics and speech team, but like, you play Mm -hmm. like 15 different characters. It's like a crazy person, but like I competed in playing. Wait, all, so so Wait, walk me through this. So what? What yeah. do you mean? Like in a certain amount of time, you had to play a certain John, amount of character. Did you not know about this about me? It's, I thought speech team was. I thought you were just like. I thought it was obsessed like obsessed with me in high school. How would you not know this? I, honestly, I thought speech team was like. The debate team? It wasn't the debate team? No. It's very... So, yes, there are, there are like, the real smarty pants kids that go in for it, and they are debating, and they're, like, come with their briefcases back in the day. There were no phones, and they're, like, they, they have, like, all... But I was on the end of, like, dramatic duet acting or dramatic Whoa. interpretation. And so I would do... Like, no kidding. I did the comedic end of that and the dramatic end of that. It was such an exercise of, like, learning characters. You know wow. what I mean? Like it was, and I had such a good mentor there. Like some of these programs are not great, but we were like one of the best in state and blah, blah, blah. And I like, you know, who was, the, who was the, who was the guy who, Joe Drace. That was Mr. Drace. Yeah, Mr. The... Drace. And he was like, you <laughs> take me to the racetrack. Like I probably, I don't know if I'm going to get him in trouble. He's retired, but like yeah. I was <laughs> in high school. I was going to say that guy can't still be teaching, right? Like, that'd be he's crazy. not teaching. Yeah. I, he but he like, he's at the racetrack. But, but this guy, no, but this guy worked with Jim Belushi, like, right? Yeah, he, Joe trained Jim Belushi. The Belushi's went to, Wheaton yeah, Wheaton Central. Central. Yeah. Um, gosh, so many people. And, like, they all went through the dramatic, the um, drama program, but speech was really our thing at our school yeah. for, like, the kids that wanted to act. Huh. And then we, uh, a- as it continued, like, it's, it's, it's weird because you're competing. But here's what's cool about it is. They literally judge your earrings and your clothes as well as how you did in your little 
thing you did um, mm-hmm. in your performance. So, like, for me, the business, like, I, th- it develops thick skin at 14 to 18 years I'm old. I was going to say, that seems a little rough to be judging your yeah. appearance <laughs> at, a, at such a young yes, age. I like, agree. Oh, but, really? In America, <clears throat> where we have young Miss Teen pageants? Yeah. And, well, yeah. I, and by the yeah. way, I was, like, I was in, like, prairie dresses, like, buttoned up well, to the top. Laura Ashley to dresses, like, you know? Laura, <laughs> <Ashley>? <laughs> Laura Ashley, big time. Um, but, but it was a learning. I mean, I learned how to be a good loser and a good winner. And, like, I was really competitive. I was Drop the first part. Learn to be a good loser. Well, meaning, exactly. look, there there are people that not are as good as me, lady. I lose every single day. I am day. a better loser than you. I uh, let's do it. Come on, let's go. We all understand what that, We all understand <laughs> what that means. And that how there are I can lose so gracefully, you don't even know. <laughs> all right, well, I can be so humiliated, I will curtsy at the end of it. <laughs> you have no idea how good Thank I am. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the poor score <laughs> and judging my earrings, you fucking assholes. Yeah, it's like it, it yeah, anyway. It it just it was a really good learning experience. So um I don't even know what the original question was. I think at DePaul then it was like a well, whole I think it's just oh, your journey and yeah. how you got to where you But got. you think that yeah. set you up. You think that was like that sort of put you ahead of some of the people you were you started college Absolutely. with who were like, we're gonna do improv. You're like, improv, I got fucking 90 characters I'm doing. I in got one stuff minute. to do, but what it did for me. So here's the here's a great example of my growth in college. So I got in on day one and they're like, do a portrait of yourself like on this piece of paper. And so like I was like, it literally was a stick figure because I can't draw with like clothes on and like super literal. And at the end of four years, they say do it. And and it was like, you know, rainbows and sunshine and like completely it, had broken me down in the ways that's good. Yeah. Um, because I do think theater schools, they do that thing where they break you down, and I don't believe in that at all. Fortunately, I was never one of those kids that got a lot of um, the brunt of kind of abusive teachers. But I think that happens in acting all the time, and it's so horrific. Yeah, it's like, I don't think it's that's, so unfair. That well, I see that character used in a lot of movies where, like, there's these acting teachers. Breaking that are like, well, yeah, like, yeah, what and, about and, that music what, movie? What is, yeah, what I was going to say Whiplash or whatever. What, what, is the, what is the point? Of, what's the theory behind that? The, I think their theory, but this is just me thinking, I think their theory is like, well, we're going to see if you really have it in you because, you know, only 1% is going to make it, you know, and they just get so into So you're just... But it, it actually works the opposite. Like, the human brain will shut down. So you can actually, like, kill a kid's dreams that they could have maybe been in acting school and gone on to do animation or whatever, but now they're just creatively maybe not going to do that. I mean, it it depends on how well they're loved at home. And, like, it's a whole thing. Like, you can really screw a kid up. So I remember just watching a teacher, like, abuse a kid in there, and I was just like, I knew it was wrong, it's like one of those things where you're just like, yeah. like just screaming at him, just screaming at him. And as I look back, those are the teachers who are like, they're so unhappy. Like, were they sick? Like, oh, what was going clearly. on in their life? You know, well, or maybe clearly. they regret their decisions yeah, in life. They, they so were they... mad that they could see yeah. in all their students hope, <clears throat> dream. <laughs> no, I'm not even that's shitting. That's that's These the kids are going to go on if yes. they if they keep this fucking positive attitude. They're going to go on and do big things. Yes, well, I'm I remember, fucking stuck here. Yeah. Fuck this kid. Yep. Like, and they weren't that old like but i do think times have changed about like like i always am like i don't have an expiration date like i mean hollywood has one for me but i don't have one no but that's a fucking (laughs) that's that literally like i always point john ham was waiting tables at fucking uh hamburger habit or whatever right before he got mad men like there are guys that were in sopranos that were like doing their day job because they the show hadn't aired you know what i mean there's like all kinds of shit like that there's no 
if yes. you can wait it out and hang on to it, you'll you'll fucking get something. Well, and I feel like it's instead of waiting it out these days, we're do we're actually working in different ways and yes, capacities. I didn't mean wait it out yeah. like do nothing and then no. But I think there's a period in which yeah. I did wait it out, and it's it's you know you just go to like into a crazy person. Yeah. But I do remember in college, my professor saying like sitting me down, he's like, "Yeah, so you're pretty, you're okay." Um, Thanks. <laughs> he goes, but I don't really see like that you want this. And it worked perfectly on me because my response was, I'm sorry. I was like, if I was like 300 pounds, I would want, it's nothing to do with what I look like. And I just went off and it like his little, his little game worked perfectly on me. I was like, like totally like, and then he's like, well, then you need to go first in every class and you need to, blah, blah, blah. but I, but it does work on, like I was 17, 18 years old and I was like, mother ever I am yeah. going to uh, you, you cannot and then I did go first every class and I actually to be honest after that guy uh, teacher I did thrive in that school big time like and I know other people maybe didn't okay you know like the program was harsh you got cut after the first year cut after the second year you started with like 75 kids you were down to 20 at I was the gonna end. ask did a lot of your did a lot of people you <clears> maybe <throat> became friends with sort of fall away yeah you know, but yeah. that's, I mean, there, there's a, there's that's a college in general college. I mean, that's but also being out, out here. Yeah. It's like you, you yeah. everybody moves out here within three to four years. Most everybody, people you moved out yeah. with is gone. Yeah. You know, only the people that really want to live so out here true. stay out here and put up with all the crap. Because some people don't, some people's goals change too, right? Absolutely. Like, with with yes. stand up, they warn you in advance, you're going to do this. It could take 10, 15, 20 years. And so you don't go in going, Oh well, if I don't have it within two years in stand up, it's like well, no one's no one's ever told you when you get in that it's ever going to take that long. Yes. So you have a different mentality. But some people still go in. They're like, nah, I, I can't hack this, and that's okay. The thing is, and I've always said this, every one of my friends that's ever left, I said, you know, I, I always tell them on the way out, I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay to go have another life. That's right. But yeah, because there's no shame in trying. Like yeah. most people wouldn't even take this leap. They would not even take the step. So that whole thing about like not making the cut, I it's always been presented, I guess, in some neg- negative terms for many people. I always look at it like, hey, man, at least you tried. Yes. Or hey, at least yeah. you you gave it your all <clears throat> and it didn't work out. And it, you'd cool. Taste change. And it's on your, your terms, changes. by the way. And like how you want, what you want out of life changes. Yeah. So like, you oh know, my the gosh, things, when yes. you were 23 and you moved to L.A., I'm sure you're priorities and and while you're still acting and you haven't fallen away from it but your priorities are different now you've changed yes. as a human being just yeah. in well, that time you don't get a you don't get a refund on time you don't no. get to do time over again and as you get older and like my husband and I have you know had been in this fertility journey for a long time and all this sorry guys and just talk about no no this is our show the lower area um <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we refer to it don't, yes don't yeah. be scared um but like you know you just are faced with real life and you start to go like I need to invest in my real life Mm -hmm. and if I can escape into cool characters whatever but but now now it's like all those relationships that you have nurtured you have to trust them at some point because because you do have to do your life too yep and you can do more than one thing you absolutely that has been my journey the last five years of like I started this, uh, uh, I was going to say podcast, but I didn't start a podcast. <laughs> I started a blog. You're like the um, only one in LA who hasn't started a podcast. Yeah, I know, right? right. Don't it's, worry, it's you'll coming. get there. I, no, it's coming. I'm, <laughs> I'm totally taking notes right now. Um, but no, you just, you, people would say this to me when I was younger and I got to work with incredible people. Like after DePaul, I worked at, uh, I literally had like a year and a half to two years of working at the best theaters in Chicago with like the toast of the towns, like the amazing, they were like the people there. And what I learned was like, I 
I learned to respect work. I learned to respect that it doesn't come all the time, even though I felt like I worked I worked a lot right out of college because, you know, you're DePaul, you're in Chicago, like you have a leg up a little bit, you yeah. know? We had a casting director that was like our teacher or whatever. <clears throat> Smart, but, though. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I did, I got my like SAG card and my equity card, and then I literally, I came to LA for a showcase, and everybody did a showcase, right? And then you would go have meetings with the studios, okay? I went and had a meeting with Warner Brothers, and I was like picked, you know, it was like a big deal, and there was like 15 like executives, casting direct, like, like Jesus. this is a meeting now. I'd be like, oh my God, you yeah. know? And they were all just, I, you were in a chair, you were like in the hot seat and I was super relaxed. And they're like, so when are you moving here? We hear you're great. And I'm like, oh, I'm not moving here. I'm going home. I'm going to be doing theater. I'm getting my SAG card, my equity card. I'm going to be doing a little, <laughs> they're like, no, you should just move here. And I was like, nope, that's not what I'm going to be doing. And they were like, next, <laughs> you know, but no, they, they were like disappointed. They were like, you yeah. should really rethink that. I am so glad that I went back to Chicago and got, I literally within that year manifested the crap out of that because it doesn't always happen that way. I got no. my side, got my equity. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready. Because I just saw the, the, like, I saw a lot of people that went before who were out here kind of just floating. Yeah. And, you know, little did I know you're going to be doing that anyway, but I really did, I did come out with feeling like, I had achieved something. So, are you? In would you classify yourself also as a very organized? Like, you have to have a plan. Are you? Are you kind of a ha I am not game a plan type of person. So, before you came out, yeah. or you tr at least tried to have a game plan. Like a lot of people. Like, yes. For me, I was like, all right, well, that's a wrap on Wisconsin. I'm oh, out yeah, of here. I had no plan. Like, I was like, get me the, the fuck out of here. I'm gone. The plan really didn't take care of itself until after <laughs> my dumbass <laughs> got here and was like, all right, um, that's exactly right. What am I going to do with this 32 inch tube television you in the back of my car? My plan was, was get to L.A. and I, then I got here. I was like, I don't know what to do now. My plan was a man plan. Hey, do you guys know if you guys all want to <laughs> drive with me to Los Angeles, then you guys can just go home whenever? Yeah. Woo! That was I, I wish I started out that way. I was so intense. I was so into the plan. And I'm not like a type A person. I just I it's like it's like for safety reasons. I must know. Like but but what here's what's great about that. Everything that I've ever planned has never worked. And it wasn't until like 10 years in that I was like Oh, I'm supposed to be like enjoying this journey. I'm supposed to be on this. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm supposed to be in my life. Yeah. Because like I I had a I was going to move to LA and do all this. I came here guys. I got in a car accident visiting LA and broke my pelvis. Oh fuck. Like literally, I most people would not Wait, Oh wait, you were visiting at the time. Though. I was visiting a friend and then uh, I was like I'm going to do a repertory thing in Chicago and then I'm going to come and I'm going to move and I'm going to have my agent and I had an agent meeting and we were on our way to Vegas uh, by Cedar Sinai, La Cienega, San Vicente yeah. and I we were hit. And I have no recollection till this day but of, of it, but um, of that initial part. But yeah, broken pelvis, three places. Were you knocked unconscious? Uh, I, I, I was told that I actually got out of the car. Oh, you, I don't you don't. Uh, her body went you into were in shock. Oh, yeah. 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 You were in shock. Your body was still moving. Yes. Gotcha. And, I, and I remember being in the ambulance and being like, I'm paralyzed. I'm, par I'm paralyzed. Like you've been watching too much ER. I'm like, no, I can't feel anything because my body wouldn't let me go into that pain mode for yeah. like three, four hours. But I had to live. My first apartment in Chicago, my parents had to move me out of and like while I wasn't there and they had to like live with me in L.A. for a month. I have a question. Yeah. So you actually went home with a broken pelvis. You didn't stay there. No, I went home. I wasn't going to move. Okay. So. Was How like uncomfortable is that to fly? How did you get home? I, w I stayed in L.A. for a month so that I could fly. Okay. I was thinking to myself, God, there's yeah. no way that's comfortable flying home. It with still a was pelvis. painful. Yeah. Yeah. But I was 24. 
So you stayed yeah, up for a body, month. Yeah, body heals a little quicker back in the day. It was, huh? like, it was like nothing. They were yeah. like, you're fine. You're going to be okay. They're like, get up. I'm like, what? I have a broken pelvis. They're like, nope, up, up. Ooh. No, it, it took a, it took two years to fully heal, but I did. I when could, you say fully heal, meaning what? Like f- the fracture would. Um, Just living with be some form of pain healed. or something. No pain. You know, pain was the first four or five months. Oh, okay. Wow. Still, that's um, a long time. Good yeah. God. But I met my husband during uh, right before that, doing a, my first professional show in Chicago, and he was literally like, it was like we had just started dating, and he was like the first person by my side in L.A. And that's who I moved out here with. Uh, and that's okay. who I married. Oh, that's nice. I was going to ask you about that. It's a good so story. You met him in Chicago. In Chicago before the accident, right before the accident. Yeah, yeah. We did look back in anger. Look back in anger. Oh, John is he? Oswald. He's an actor. Yeah. John's oh, an actor too. He's a great actor. He's oh. wonderful. Um, but he was eight years older than me. He was doing a lot of Shakespeare. He's out of town doing regional theater a ton. And then he came in to do this play. Um, and basically, the director was just basically like, um, who do you get a boner for, really, is yeah. who, what he said. This is this is how it's done, guys. Hey, this is how um, it's done. And um, my husband, he's going to be like, really, Jen? Um, but it, it, now, the term <laughs> boner is awesome. That's like such a 1980s, 1990s reference. We all know who, where we're from if we giggle at boner. Basically, who are you attracted to? But we did, uh, he was like, this girl, Jen. And we just... Actually, to be honest, during the show, I was like, who does he think he is? Like, he's Mr. Smarty Pants over here. Like, I was not <laughs> at all into him. But then I started, like, liking his smell. Oh. You know how that happens? I don't know. I heard you, that you about... Guys, no, no, I heard about that with women. We are very big on that. Mm-hmm. It's like... Fa- we, can, we're, we can, like, smell pheromones mm-hmm. or something. I was just like, he smells really good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we waited till after the show was done. We played a very dysfunctional, very dysfunctional couple. Um, we were fantastic in it. And <laughs> like kind of scary. It's like the the perfect marriage. Um, but then afterwards, a couple months went by, and we went out on a date. And then and then with we were like di- officially dating for a month, and that happened. I was in the car accident, and so he and I started off in that on that kind of really intense place. So you were saying you moved though? Was he helping? Uh, like you said, your parent you had to move out of your place because of the, yeah. your condition. Yeah, well, they moved, but yeah, because I had just gotten my own apartment, so in I Chicago. had to live in L.A., and I wouldn't be able to live on my own for a few months. So yeah. My parents were like, we'll move her. So I was like, I'm, it's like, I'm my own girl. I'm doing it. And then it's like, no, yeah. not, yeah. not oh. doing it, girl. Um, but all things do happen for a reason. I do remember learning at a very young age, like, who cares for you? Like, the people that show up during yeah, really yeah, hard yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, like, a very good lesson to learn, because I think it was good to learn before... I actually moved. I was going to say, that's one of the first things you learn out here is you meet all these people in your yeah. first year, and you're like, oh, it looks like this, looks like this is going to be perfect. We're gonna, all going to be friends forever, and gone. Yeah. The majority of them are gone. You hold on to a few, and they become some of your best friends for life, you know, at that point, especially if they're still around after yes. all those years. That's, yeah. You find that as, as part of the unique thing, you know? So where did you go when you got out here? Where did, when you finally moved out here, where did you move to? We moved on to Los Feliz Boulevard, like right in Los Feliz. Okay. Yeah. And Gutsy move. You weren't uh, not you the same place you live now. No. Oh, but okay. We've only moved twice. We're so Midwestern. That's we are awesome. so torn right down the middle of like yeah. we have to have like a very secure little home and we don't like to move a lot. And no, moving <laughs> like, is the fucking worst. It's did awful. you so it's so funny to me. Like I I always felt like I was one of the people that was the oddball because it seems like everybody that moves out here, they start in the valley. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, they yeah. eventually, after they figured they their lives level. out a little yeah, bit, yeah, they, yeah. they're like, I'll see if I can afford something in a, you know, like a Los Feliz or a Silver Lake or, you know, like somewhere in Hollywood, you know. But did you, were you, did you ever live in the Valley? No. Yeah. I lived, I lived Echo Park with uh, my friend's uncle's buddy 
for three or four months until that guy was like, I'm 40, you're 24, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yep. And then me and my buddy lived on Harold Harold Way on Sunset and Western, off Sunset and Western. So we always stayed on the side of the hill. Do you always stay on the side of the hill as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, never... you guys, the only reason I live there is because my best friend lived two blocks away. And she goes, okay. you're never going to see me. And my husband came out beforehand. He was my boyfriend at the time. And he's like, we can't afford to live in Los Feliz. And I was like, well, Heidi said we have to or I'll never see her. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the decision. That made. was the criteria. Which he, is well, probably why a lot of people that moved in the valley, right? It was cheaper as well to live yes. on the Absolutely valley. Absolutely was oh cheaper. But but then I had like this disdain towards the valley once I lived in those fields because I was just like, it's so hot and gross and blah. <laughs> and now like all my friends are having kids and living in the valley. And yeah, everyone I know who's buying houses is good. Buying big old houses. That's where the land is. Yeah. That's where the land is. And they're buying. I live here because we have land. Yeah, it's great. You know, this I mean you, you go where you find the land at yeah. that. It's if you're gonna have a family. Yes. Yeah. If you're not in a family, then who cares? Just get the it's house you like, you know? It's true. Yeah. But yeah, so you're an East Sider the whole time you've been out here. East Side, check much. it out. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. No, I do love the East Side. I feel like this. If I can't afford a place like on the beach, yeah. I love the Los Feliz Silver Lake whole thing. Like mm-hmm. Tom and I are so not nearly as hip as we, like we do not fit into that. But it's also very family oriented. Like there's so much about it that I love. Yeah. And then we live right by Trader Joe's and Gelson. So like we there can go. walk. Oh, you're right there. We walk our one minute every day. Hey, walk down to <laughs> We're, TJ. We can walk, guys. You got a fancy Starbucks over there. Fancy Starbucks. My wife always talks, but she's like, there's this fancy Starbucks over at the Gelson's over there. I'm just like, so I finally oh. go there. I'm like, I don't know. You know. It's like the classic. It's like Target's doing something now, too, where they're like putting in some fancy walls. And yes. you're like, well, clearly things have gotten better around here. It's like, no, <laughs> the product is all the same. Just Still because Starbucks, it's not, right? Y- y- like, yes. You're not making... Because, and it's like that faux wood, like kind of like... Yeah. That's what everything is like. If you want to look a little bit like fancier, Just a little better. put some a little bit like a faux wood kind gray. of like yeah, you know. Talk barn to me, door. You fit the whole thing into a VW bus and yeah. you can drive it over yeah. to my apartment. I, it's true. My nail salon that is like so super cheap by my house. Like they're doing all this new stuff, and I'm like, wow, I'm going to a fancy nail salon now. Everything's better now. Everything it is looks better. nicer. <laughs> it's so much better. Um, so you came out or you moved in, uh, into Los Feliz now. Now, so here's here's always my favorite part. So it's like you get out here, you're driven. You got your plan, and your plan was what, and how long did you did it take for you to obtain anything? Nothing has been obtained. It's been okay. twenty years. I'm kidding. All right, good. Congratulations. Um, no, I my plan. It has been completely a waste of time. Uh, no, so much has happened. But I will say, I think my plan was to get a guest star. Okay. On. Um, so you kept it reasonable in your mind. Yes, I kept okay. it. Re- here's my reasonable plan for the business. Like, I want guest stars and build my resume, they say, and ba ba ba, and a co star, and then I graduate to guest star. And like, I thought there was like a, a at the time, because there was for a long time, like these little graduations you do yeah. to the next level. Yeah. But you can, then got very demoted like five years in. Mm-hmm. Um, but. But some people, you know, that that works out for. And and there was a time where that that was exactly what was going on. And I did get. But in my heart, I will say I've always been um, wanting to be a filmmaker and do films. That's always been my love. When you say filmmaker, you want to actually make the things yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think I knew that I wanted to make the things myself till I was sort of forced into like making good material and stuff. But I think I just wanted to be a part of really cool projects. I was obsessed with independent film when I came out and it was Mm -hmm. like all the rage. You can do your own films and a bunch of And that's only gotten... Um, more prominent, you can. Yeah, that, that's a yeah. post two thousand world. The that that was not as big of a thing. Absolutely post two thousand. It yeah. was like after swingers and like all that. We were all like, oh my gosh, we can, we can, and and then digital. It was just the world was your oyster. 
while TV was changing so much because it was like, um, you know, fancy comedians or whatever. What was mm-hmm. going on in that time? It was like it was like Bette Midler had a show and everybody had a show. Well, and in the early 2000s also was like reality TV was reality TV and a boatload of hour long dramas, which yeah. which that's where like if, uh, that's where a lot of the guest stars and all yes. like you could do the circuit basically. Yeah. Of all yeah. those hour-long dramas <laughs> back then were huge. How many times can you cry yeah. as, like, a grieving whatever? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah that's so, what, that's so <clears throat> all right, so there's your game plan, right? Boom. You've landed. Yes. You're here. Game plan. Got it on. How long did it take for you to get to... Uh... I got my first job on an ER. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love guess that guess show. who I was, you guys. I want you to guess. What character uh, was you I? You were uh, Ups- upset. Homely nurse. Upset. <laughs> up, upset college friend from someone who uh, OD'd. Uh, that would have been fine. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> a- angry. You your head. I'm like, I'm right. Oh my God. That's so weird. <laughs> angry doctor girlfriend. Like, you're a girlfriend of a doctor and you're angry. No, no. Uh, janitor. I'm, I'm basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm- you're close. Really? really? No. I'm basing it on the fact that you said you were in your early 20s at that time, so I'm trying to think of like what would they oh, have cast super. you at? Yeah, no, still came in for a million different things, and this is, what, this is what I end up getting. Hudson the Cop, the rookie cop. Oh. Again, one of my first experiences where they were like, and there will be no makeup, and like, and I was like, okay, that's fine. It's ponytail? Fine. Ponytail me. Um, you guys, but it was a week. I was in like several scenes. That's awesome. It was one of the still one of the best experiences I've ever had in television. Wait a minute, that's your first out here. Yeah, that was my first. ER. So when when something like that happens, because that obviously ER huge. But you guys, I had show. a connection because I had this casting director. The one thing that like the big meeting I had was with um, was John Levy over there. Like that was my big meeting, and he was like, "You're so Chicago. You're such a great accent." And I go, "No, I don't." He's like, yeah, you do. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I can I can speak British, too. He's like, yeah, okay, we want this Chicago accent. Yeah, it's, I was so offended. ER is in Chicago. He couldn't wait to cast me. He's like, you're so Chicago. I had a little leather skirt on and a big furry top. Like, it was ridiculous. When you were there? Yeah, when I had my meeting. And you were like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, all right, awesome, so, so that so that connection helped you get that specific job. Is yeah, that okay. yeah. Well, yeah, because ER audition, right? ER is basically. ER takes me out. But I they, they really did all the ca- they did all the big stuff here. Yeah. But no, I, that it was take the show took y- place yes, in Chicago, and they would go there every once in a while. Yeah. But they he actually, um, I you know, I was brought in for lots of different parts, and I remember then finally getting that, and my agent was like, finally, and it had been like three months. I was like. Dang, I didn't know that. Like, it was like her, she was like really exhausted by me. I was like, geez, okay. Exhausted by you because you weren't. Because I'd been going in for so, ma- so many you were times. You not booking anything. I was going in for that specific cast director where she was like, it's a good thing because they're their fan. They but get to know you. Yeah, yeah. 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 And All finally, that. the and we talked about this on a previous show too, is that you don't realize for a while that they have this idea of who they want. And so when you, it's the whole don't take it personally when you go in there because yeah. they're looking at you and going, you're really good. But I can just tell by the minute you walked in, that's not what I had in my yeah. mind. And it's nothing personal. It's just like they just don't. Yes. It's very rare that they're going to shift, make a complete shift just because you came in and did that. And so then you start learning that. But well, but the, the upside to it is, but you keep getting called in by these people. That means they're, they know it's a numbers game at some point, And eventually it's going to click because they're fans of yours. Yes. They're going to keep getting you <clears throat> FaceTime, FaceTime, FaceTime. And then eventually maybe, boom. The two worlds connect, right? Yeah, yeah. You get you get the opportunity. Like that's all you need is the opportunity. And the only reason why some people that are super duper talented, like they just don't have the opportunity. And 
Did we've you, all been there. You have to be ready when you get the opportunity. And to. But you yes. did, was was at that point which when was you my plan too, by the way. Like always I was be ready. always oh, well, yeah. doing something. Yeah. But yeah. you mean don't just talk about it and do nothing? You know what? You gotta take action, you guys. <laughs> but uh, can I honestly how many people the did action. you meet just out here in general, in the within the world of your acting from college on that are like didn't take action that were just like no, I'm an I'm an actor, and you're like, yeah. What are, what are you acting? And? Like I don't and? care. I literally I don't care if like it's not like you to be hired. Like you just have to be working on your craft. You have to be doing something. Any shitty project you get, if you if it's not if it's not good, be the best actor in that thing. Yes. Like just don't. I try, I try not to say no to anything except really. I've been pitched some really random things that are like I say like, no to everything now. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm just now offers I've... upon offers. No, I bet I really I really am like I am like. You know, in a time to not be choosy, I'm just being the most choosy I've ever been because, again, time is precious and I'm working on other things and I'll, I don't want to take it away. Yeah, I think it all depends. I'll on say, yeah, I'll say this. If, yeah. if I, I said yes for if yeah. it's something that is going to just interfere with my entire life for of no course, good reason, yeah. I'll say you no. Like this podcast. The, uh, <laughs> um, so, such a pain. When you did ER, was that the biggest thing at that point that you had be, uh, biggest like? Because you know though, that's a that's a huge production. ER was massive. Yeah. That's that's first class business right there, right? So that's like a massive television show. It's not an indie flick, which all has its different thing where it's you know the craft service is. Yeah, you an, actually an, have an a trailer person at a table. With potato chips. People are, are like really Telling nice. You, you're yeah. having lunch with Mora Yeah, they, so they were like talking about me on the walkie-talkie. Like I was really important. So mm-hmm. was that first class for you? And and so like had you had you had that experience in Chicago previous? Or I was did a show in Chicago called Oh my my favorite Kyle Chandler in um remember they were in Chicago what is it it's the newspaper show where he found out what happened the next day oh in, uh, early edition early edition oh. that was my first that TV was your first job. big T okay so yeah, you've been I, around some of the bigness so. yeah but I didn't have like like I was on I was on location so I didn't have this experience of being on a studio, the, the studio lot. lot that was totally fun That's were you blown away by that by the way do you oh my gosh I remember it to okay. this day so it was I like really a big do. moment it was it was, was a universal moment in your life yeah no it was at uh, oh Warner. Uh, Warner, yeah. yeah, and and in fact, right, <clears throat> I had been on. Then I actually on the heels of that got Gilmore Girls, but the the ER thing, like being on that set and like being like, oh my god, I mean, I'm I'm living my dreams. Like this is, you, it is such a cool thing to be on the studio lot. It, oh, yeah. it, to this day, I'll, yeah. I, if I have an audition on the lot, I will stay. And, I, like, li- just I literally <laughs> went to Sony yesterday. I helped. Uh, my wife works on the show Shark Tank, and I helped out. I was a, uh, I was just I did I was in a bit that they had or whatever, but like. I just love I love studios. Like I could I just I could hang out all day. You just can feel all that's happened there too in the yeah, years. Yes. Yeah. You feel the energy. When I, you I, feel I, the energy. I yeah. worked at Sunset Gower and I was like, Oh, this is kind of a small studio and someone's like, you know, on stage two I worked on that set. Yeah. This is, that. yeah. This is where the three stooges shot just about right. every short they've ever made. I was like, What the fuck? Like I'm taking pictures in front what of an in elephant door like no! <laughs> but so again, it, it's, it's history. It's, it's the history. It yeah, is. Absolutely. It's the history. I love, it. I love it. But I will say, ER was like I walked on that set and I was like so nervous. I I I still hadn't done much in television at all, and like I, I remember Anthony Edwards was in my scene. Talk about yes. The, it was right after Clooney left, and Anthony Edwards was like top of top dog, and he it, it's one hundred percent that leadership thing where like. It comes from the top, and he was so kind and so lovely, and everybody was so lovely. And we did the rehearsal. I really didn't get it. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to hold my script right now. Like, I'm off script. Like, what do I do? Everyone's holding their script. I'll do that. <laughs> um, 
But then my shot was one of those long shots where they don't stop. And like Ooh. at the very end walk was and my talks, scene. Baby. It was the walk and talk. They had like invented on that. Well, they hadn't invented it, but like they were one of the few. T- it was very Aaron that. Sorkin-y. It was very Aaron Sorkin. And I mean, it was like we were going. I mean, I was the very end. And so then I had to come in as Hudson the cop and be like, hey, zero four five 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 six seven, you know, like is happening and somebody needs something and blah, blah. And I had like someone to report to, like this other older actor who's wonderful and I can't remember his name. But like I did it, you guys. Like I was like my pants were on fire. Like they were like, please breathe. The director was like, <laughs> it was, he was like, um, okay, Jen, it's going really well. Just slow down. And I was like, Okay, yeah, no, I'll totally slow down. I'm just, just, yeah, yeah. And then do it again, do it again, do it again. I swear to God, I was like, they're going to fire me. I can't slow down. Like, I cannot slow down because I was so nervous. And then Anthony Edwards, the, the scene was with him too. And I went on his coverage and I screwed up on his coverage. And he's like, he's like, it's good. It's all good. You just keep talking to me. Yeah. And I didn't get that. I was like, you don't have to be perfect when the camera's not yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can literally go, baba, 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 you're lying. I, that was the first time I learned that. So he yeah. was just kind enough. And I will say in Chicago, I got one line with Mel Gibson in a, a movie he did there. Ugh. It got, I think the Payback. line actually got cut. Payback, yeah. Payback, yeah. And um, he was also very kind. Very kind at the time. He because you're not Jewish. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He doesn't. <laughs> and he hadn't had cocaine yet. And yeah. he, he hadn't had his daily dose of cocaine. He was smoking <laughs> a lot. Though. I was just like, he literally oh, yeah. is a chimney. Like, I was yeah. like, whoa. But you I was... can tell people that, you know that, even when I've never seen a yeah. cigarette in his mouth, I'm like, I look, I look at him and I'm like, oh, that guy's yeah, he's, that's like, like, you're a just smoking right now, even level. though you don't have a cigarette in your mouth. <laughs> exactly. It's still somewhere in your system. Yeah, but he was very sweet. He was like, you don't want to, you don't want to move. Like, I, I, he was like talking to me about the light, like, and how to catch it. And like, he was very sweet. Yeah. You know? That's awesome though. So, I mean, but ER was definitely a big deal. But that's still, but before you, that's pretty, I mean, payback yeah. is, was a massive guys, it was movie. famous in Chicago. Just, just to be on the, mm-hmm. just to be in no, there. No, I was very, I was very grateful for the limited time I actually was in Chicago for like being a Chicago actor, I guess. And what mm-hmm. I like, it was actually a very small amount of time that I just worked back to back in theater and in uh, television and film. And, but that's good. Did you, so you did, that do was a lot, my plan. Were, mm-hmm. were you doing a lot of theater then as well? Yeah, I was doing like court theater, classical theater. I was always doing some kind of what's cool. I'm sorry. What's court? Oh, the court theater is on the university of Chicago's campus. Oh, okay. In Chicago. It is not part of it, but it's one of the best beautiful. It's a beautiful, like, cla- like they do mostly do like classical theater. Oh, so there. it's like a, theater company. Sorry, it's a theater company. Okay, yes, okay, the okay. court theater company. Um, that's uh, all. She wasn't doing theater at court. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it was well, people, court. Were, well people were <laughs> waiting to find court. out if they were going to get uh, called in to be on the jury. <laughs> yeah. People's court she theater. She did 17 straight hours of theater to entertain these people. <laughs> improv, I just baby. was trying stuff out. You know? <laughs> but I mean, how do you? Yeah, you actually you... weren't asked to be there. Yeah, you just started doing it. I just it. was trying to do something. Ma'am, 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 please. There's the obvious differences between being on camera and then being doing a play or working in theater. Um, but then what are, what do you have, uh, obviously TV is more notoriety, there's more money, et cetera. Yeah. But like, you is, get paid. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, but how tell do you, us about that. how do you, you like know what theater? Procedural income means? And do you still do theater? Like, are you still into yes. it or is it more focused on just cameras and let's figure well, this out? Well, it's an interesting little journey because I feel like I can't wait to get back to theater. And I did join a theater company out here a few years in called Antias Theater Company. And they're really wonderful. And I never wanted to join a company because I just felt like out. I, I really was super judgy and, and like kind of like, okay, Chicago theater is so much better. I'm like, what is going yeah, on? Out LA here? Has a everything bad was like a workshop. Theater, and, yeah. But they have they do have good good theater in some places. And and TS was like, 
I think a lot of like New Yorkers started it and whatnot. And like, they're just a really cool, interesting group. And they were all double casting things because they all worked in television and film a lot. And I, I started working there and I did a few shows there and I loved it. But right at that time, I was like, do I want to do more pretty much free theater that is well respected and I'm definitely making some connections and it's feeding me or it's not feeding my belly. Right. It's feeding and your soul, but yeah, not feeding and I'm, your wallet. I, I'm going with, you know, I'm just running on empty. And I, and I remember my friend being like, start writing. You keep saying you want to do that. And I had written a couple scenes in class and like told no one that I had written them. I was like, and just saw what the response was. And she, I was like, you're right. And so I just kind of turned, because I was like miserable. Like I did a show and I started yelling at the director. Like, I don't yell at people like that. I was just like, there's cockroaches back here. You know, I was just like, I, I'm better than this. Yeah. You know, it was <laughs> like, I can't handle this. And it was, it's like some really cool, interesting people do this stuff for nothing because they're getting maybe off of a show. But I didn't have a television show that was paying for my love of theater. Right. You know, so like I was coaching and teaching and loving that because it was all connected to my art. But I just got really tired. Like I was exhausted by it. So I, I intentionally switched gears and I, and I still do readings and I did, I at South coast wrap out in orange County, I'll do uh, new play readings and workshops that I can kind of handle in my life, like to keep my foot in the door yeah. of like, being around playwrights and being around this like amazing in group case of people. you do want to get back in case Absolutely. you have an opportunity and or some It's downtime. always home base, always home base. But Warner Studio taught me uh, how to work internally for television and film. And that the the technique that um, that I learned there obviously works with theater too, but I was very much like Hi, you know, like I was you like you were playing to the back of the room, yeah. and, and the camera guy's right in front of you. Yeah, and it's also like then people are like, then do nothing, and then it becomes like the bad Hollywood huff. Like really can, good actors can, end up being horrible. Can I tell you, <laughs> like, do nothing? Do nothing. I heard. I heard. A I thing. take. I take direction literally. I was like the most boring actor. All this is like no, no. Dude, the do nothing thing. I heard someone told me that B. Arthur once said acting is just doing the least amount of uh, motions that you have to do on camera. And I was like, had that in my head while I was shooting a scene <laughs> in this movie. And it was in my head. And I thought the scene was not, I, I was just there for eyeline for the other actor and to deliver my lines. So literally, I'm practicing this B. Arthur technique of doing <laughs> nothing. Arthur I'm literally doing, wow. like, like this you is said, the technique just like, literally doing. I'm doing oh nothing. Oh my God, my cheeks hurt from like the fucking scene ends up I'm in it. it it's in the movie I'm like <laughs> so it worked I look like a <laughs> it made the cut oh I look Arthur's like right a, I look like an idiot I'm like <laughs> you guys you gotta see his face right now literally <laughs> doing I'm like why I thought I was an eyeline nope that scene's in the movie you're like oh great Man, but that doing nothing Arthur. is like such a bad advice. It's terrible <laughs> advice. It's terrible advice. And then I after I did two <clears> movies, <throat> and then I took an acting class because I was like, I don't think I'm very good at this. Do you know what the worst advice as well is? Make a big choice. Because you know what you do when you come in and make a big choice? You make a dumb, big, dumb choice. <laughs> it's like, here I am. I'm making a choice. It's, it's, actually, it's actually in the details of doing the work before you get in there. That's the big choice. And the big choice is having a take on it. Yeah, the that's big, it. The, making a decision. Making a decision is, about is what like you're doing. A yeah. big choice, unless you're going in for a Nickelodeon or a Disney show where yeah. they're like, bigger, bigger. <laughs> bigger no, no, bigger, no. Bigger. No, no, I want fireworks shooting out of your asshole. Like they, they want the <laughs> biggest, most. And if you're an adult and you're going in to play an adult on one of these shows, you have to be a, you have to act like you have never, you can't do math. You're just like, I'm an you're adult. You're an absolute Kids idiot. Are smart yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot. And you have to really play into that. And I get that. But like, there's also like, 
when you do, like you say, the work you do beforehand, which is for me, I like to be off book no matter what it is, even when you say you don't have to be. But then also like, what, who is this person? How are you making them different than say everybody else? What's your unique take on, you know, and and, and then you have to stick with that choice. And if they don't like it, they'll direct you in the room to do something else. But I think the knowledge that they have of, oh, he chose that way, which is different than other people, or at least he did something with it. Well, that's it. the only thing that's going to get you back in that room if you're yeah. not right for the part. Yeah. Like, and it takes so long sometimes to figure that type of stuff out because you get so thrown. It's a really weird thing. Like, auditioning is completely different than being on set. I hate it. I it's, hate auditioning. It's, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had to get to a point where I had to like pretend, like, it's like that one line in a script where you're like, this is the worst line ever. I'm going to love it. Yeah. I'm going to love it um, so yeah. much. But that's like you just have to play so many mind games. It's it's uh, a big mind thing. For What's your favorite worst line you ever had to memorize? That to this day you're like, I got it out, but I really never understood what the hell it was I was saying. Well, just, you you can't get rid of now. You can't get it out of your brain. Well, I mean, my I would you like these gift wrap? Mr. Johnson was from Mel Gibson. That was not a terrible line, but I was terrified because it was like my first line. So again, went really fast. Um, is it good for Mr. Johnson? What? <laughs> I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Um, let me go back. Um, oh gosh, that say that again. Well, I. Uh, well, I'm just curious if you have yeah. lines that are stuck in your head for whatever reason that you never that, that you never dislike. went away. <laughs> I think I have blocked them out. Interesting. I'm going to go yeah. with that because I do think some of the scripts, especially as a woman, you get some of the most ridiculous. <sighs> You clearly know they're written by a man. Stuff. Yeah. Well, or just not written well. It could be a woman or a man. I don't know who's writing it, but like, yes, yeah, probably a man. Um, but it's like, they're just, we don't talk like that, you yeah. know? And so when people nail dialogue, man or woman, it's like, to me, that is, that is, as an actor, you just see it, you feel it. That's what makes actors good writers if they can tell story, which they can. Yeah. But not every one of them can make, you know, but there right. are different writing styles, right? And that's the thing about yes. also being an actor. So it's like a three-camera sitcom. No one talks like that in those sitcoms. Right. Every word that comes out of their mouth is just looking for a, a laugh, right? Yeah. And it's just like no human beings have these back-to-back, back, back-and-forth conversations. Yeah. And then you get into the drama world where it's so information-laden. You're like, no one really talks like Nobody that talks either. Like that. Yeah. Where the, everything because, but it also you also understand. The style the and the common tone. common denominator is you got to get certain information out for the viewer. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't know how long we can hold right. these sons of bitches before and what's they're going to fail role? on us if we don't get to it. And then you get these other ones where you're so engrossed because you're like, oh, my God, it's so grounded. Yeah. It's so well-crafted. But you also understand that that's a different style. Yes. That they're not, they may or may not get the masses because it is so grounded and it is so well-written you know, written yes. and played I out. I think the way you can succeed... Like, or you could take what you've got and succeed um, at, like, your highest potential is by understanding tone and style and what you're going in for. Like, being under- understanding, like, I am this person in this. So, like, I'm lifting a two-pound weight. I don't need to go in there and act like I'm lifting 100 pounds. Runting, with, like my yeah. three. <sighs> it is not about me. The scene is not about me. Or maybe it is about you, and it's all about you, and you have to cry and whatever, like, but whatever, or whatever that is, but, like, understanding your part in the TV show or the journey. TV acting is so... It's just the stink eye is always happening. You know, you've got the same stuff that happens every time. Like my husband played like the the dad who the crying dad pretty much like six or seven or eight times. And like literally we're just laughing. We're like, God, you just nail it every time. Like it's just the <laughs> same character every time, you know? The crying dad. I it, you know, and he played other things too, but it's like it's like 
it's the same scene in every show that like is like the get circulated all the yeah. time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, can he just know. do it once and they can insert it into shows? That's like, what I thought. That's what they, they, cut, they cut to him. He just <laughs> yeah, does it on a green screen. <laughs> Over his wife being lost or whatever. I'm just like, well, you did it again, babe. Doing it again. You're so good at this. How good is job. how is that? Got that covered. Mary, I didn't realize your husband was an actor. <laughs> got that covered. Um, he is. He's how is actor. that being married? Like both of you kind of being at the same thing. You know what I mean? Going after. Yeah, we just want to kill each other daily. Oh. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I mean. it, it, it is. It's, it's easy to run lines in the house. It, oh, God. We run lines so differently. That stuff drives me Okay, nuts. so it's really hard to run actually, lines in the running house. Running lines would probably be the thing that could break up our marriage. Yeah, like I that. mean, I'm sure you um, have different techniques. And you're, I mean, you're obviously going out for different roles and different no, parts. No, I like, mean, I will say this. Like, Tom and I are very, we're, we're of the same ilk, okay? We come from the Midwest. We have, like, very similar values. We have very similar ideas and uh, dreams for our lives. And we come from very similar types of people. And I feel like we both came from a theater world. And we both... We both are really character actors, but, you know, are good-looking people. Like, in the Midwest, we're really hot here. We're just, like, kind of decent. Well, you upgraded this podcast, so... Yeah, yeah, I upgraded (laughs) to a podcast, so it's it's my sexy voice. But, but like, we just just operate very similarly, like, with, with... the m- things that we want to do that are meaningful now in our lives. And before okay. we just cheer, we just cheered each other on, but we had to work through some stuff. Like we had to work through like, like I think I was probably more competitive, like not with him, but like fearful that like I'd be left behind. And he worked way more because there's more work for him. And he worked a ton more, even though I would get like some golden little nuggets every couple, like every six months or something. He was like nonstop and recurring on shows and doing all this stuff in the, in the heyday like seven, eight years ago. Yeah. And um, you just, it really is just the journey of like, it's how you handle your friendships out here too. Because you can either feel like everyone is surpassing you and oh. all you're going to do is count all the things that aren't mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Or you can stay on your path and, and like just stay on your path. And also be happy for the people around you as they oh, yeah. do succeed. Yeah. Because if someone, if like, let's say you're in a row of your friends, like you, it's you and six of your friends. And... Four of those friends get picked, and they're on a sitcom, and they're or they're sign a three picture movie deal or whatever. Yeah, the, to be jealous of that is futile because at least they wherever they were picked from, you were in that line. Yeah, they're looking that way. That's right. You yeah. could be next. There's no sense in like, I know guys that look very similar looks to me who have just skyrocketed, and I could not be happier because it means. They're not considered super ugly. Right, they right, can be right, on right, TV, right. and that maybe <laughs> They're I acceptable. can follow. <laughs> well, I love that, too. Like, the door always opens. And I feel like my husband said that to me long ago in my 20s with I, when I was at the studio and, and just a young group of people working constantly, and all of us were in it. And he was like, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm happy for them. I'm super happy. I'm <laughs> He's like, but why don't you try just really being happy? And I got really mad at him. And then the next day I was like, you're right. And from then on I was like, I'm going to really pour yeah. into these people as people because they're, and by the way, most of them are my friends to this day. These yeah. guys are like, yeah. and we're all creating stuff together and we're all working together. That's and like, the thing. it's, but I think it is like your ego gets in the way. So like big time. And you've got to find a way to like, you've got to find a way to nurture that. And one of the things I loved about, about Warner stuff was like, you don't use your own shit. You don't use your own horrible life that actually I don't have. You know, right. like I was like, I was like, oh, I used a couple of things that happened. You know, yeah. I mean, like a couple times, but mostly my parents I have, loved like, me and supported me and helped yeah. me out right. whenever I needed it. 
Like, I couldn't get that shirt that one day. I mean, no, like, bad yeah. things happened, but, like, it wasn't, like, things that I... Also, like, as an actor, I really learned that, like, I want to pass on something to the younger actors where you do not have to be tortured to be successful at this. In fact, you, you will go as, like, a, a Olympic athlete would, mu like, a 60-, 70-year career if you take care of yourself. And I'm not just talking, like, what you eat and stuff, because, of course, that. But, like, mentally, go to therapy, get your shit together. Like, yeah. do whatever Talk you need to, to do. Because Don't bottle things up. Yeah. And when you arrive to set with, like, you're just ready to work, people want to work with you. And when you arrive to set with a bunch of shit, some people, some people still work, but, like, but you see them coming a mile away. That, that's it. And then also, like, the amount of shit talking, even no matter how famous, if they are fucking not fun to work with, you will know. Yeah. People will talk about it. And, like... Nothing makes me happier than, like like I said, just being on set for Shark Tank yesterday, all the people that found out I was Nicole's husband, all the nice things they had to say about how good of a job she does. Aww. I can always, I always appreciate it when I, I've shown up on commercial sets and crew guys just like, oh, yeah, hey, we did, I worked with you on, and they'll name some commercial from, like, four or five years before, and I'll be like, oh, and I'm, like, thinking, I hope they don't expect me to, like, remember their name, because we don't think we ever met, <laughs> and I was like, I go, oh, well, it's good seeing you again, and I, and I go, I hope I wasn't annoying, they go, no, 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 that's why I stopped you, I like working with you, you do your shit, and we get out of here, like, Nobody likes the fucking person it's that true. shows up, doesn't know their lines, fucking thinks everything They're is a joke. They're working it out on set. Yeah, they, like, they want to work it out. Get and, it at home. And now, now <laughs> I get working through something with another actor trying to figure something out, but yes. like for the most part, we should be almost there when yeah, we get there. Yeah, you arrive there. ready And to when roll. you're doing, and you're talking about in-depth acting, I'm talking about commercials where it's like, I'm cast because of my is face. Money. Yep, I have yep. one thing to say. Let's not be dicks about this. Let's get everyone out on time and be done. Yes, like, yes. It should, I, I, I firmly believe that it should be fun while still being your job. Like, you should still it's a job. Yep. do everything you're supposed to do, but, if you're, but you should be having fun. And that, I think, stems from who you're being directed by, who the other actors are. Yes. Like, you can still maintain a positive attitude and be fun no matter what, but, like, when it's really fun... Is when everybody is it like most likely he's gonna fail. Well, yeah. no, I I disagree. I think when it's just, when it's really fun, you can bomb. you're like you know what this is probably really good. And whether it fails or not is one thing. But like how you feel about it when you're done, like when when a, when an audition is fun, yeah, you're like holy shit that was that was fun. I felt good about that. Like I, you know, it doesn't matter at that point to me if I get it or not. The idea that oh I'm, it matters no but the idea that I'm like I'm not walking out of that room sure. angry or bitter or I'm not going to the audition pissed off or I'm you know I enjoy the whole process at this point whereas you know what not a though thing the best thing that I think a young actor can do to enjoy the whole process drugs? is oh. absolutely do drugs <laughs> Molly they should for the audition and on set uh, yeah. <laughs> just like yep. it never All happened right. you won't remember a thing confirm and ready to go okay. <laughs> No, I think they should go behind the scenes. I think they need to be mm. readers and all that stuff. Yeah. Because the minute that I created my own work in my late 20s, like we did an improv, we did an improv movie. Oh, my Lord. But we did wow. it over the course of like seven months. And like with these little go-getters from class, we did an improv. And they're like, you want to make a movie around that? And we were so into it. And like, it, it just, like, I learned how to make a little movie. I learned behind this. I learned that I was not the only person that was important. I was a makeup artist. I was a producer. I was the actor. I got to step into the shoes of the makeup artist who's just looking to see if the light's okay, not looking at me yeah right and you get so nervous or you're trying to impress people it doesn't matter like just come do your job and know that you are a part of this giant 
beautiful system. You're all on the same team. You're just one part, and it can't happen without you, and it can't happen without them. All yeah. of that is true. That's yeah. I, I start. I I got a job in production pretty quick uh, upon getting out here. I started as a production assistant, and I worked my way up to producer and and uh, like supervising producer on a couple of shows. But um, there is something so true about knowing the ins and outs of a set as well. Just yeah. like just to know that. Like there, you know, you can tell that people that don't have any clue, who are just randomly asking for things yeah. from anybody. Hi, can yeah. you get me a Pepsi? Like, what? Get the fuck out of here, dude! Like, no, you actually get your own Pepsi. Yeah, it's a, there's just there's <laughs> take just, a hike, Chachi. There's just so the crafts just, and service table is right there. There's, yeah, there's so much to learn and to see how, like you said, everybody is working towards the same thing. Whether you're going on a coffee run or whether you're yeah. yelling action, like. The, or doing the, both. Yes. Or doing both, yes. depending on how independent the movie is. Wait, is he going um, on a coffee run and yelling action simultaneously? Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to watch this? Wow, Got it up monitor in my car. I'll see you guys. Just keep going. I'll watch yeah. as I drive to Starbucks. I'm so impressed with the people that do like 17 things in one, you know, they're yeah. in one short film. But like or you just whatever. said, I mean, you talked about producing your own stuff and like that's, you're wearing 50 different hats. Yeah, you are. It, you exercise so many muscles that you did not have. Were you glad that you got into that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. You yeah. know what I mean? Some people are like, you know what I'm, you know I'm going to do? I mean, I know I've been doing all this uh, right, acting. Right, I really, you know, I'm just going to start doing this stuff, and it's going to be great. And then they do it a couple times. They're like, yeah, I don't know about this grind part. But I mean, she's also... First yeah, in, last I'm, out kind of mentality, right? Well, but I also, I, I am 100% all roads lead to Rome. Like, I want to be acting still. I don't, I'm not, like, I haven't found a niche somewhere else that I like more, but I really know that I can get out all the creative juices in writing and in producing and like in putting something creative together mm -hmm. in a way that um, that now I don't have to be a part of it. Like it isn't like, oh, well, I'm not going to be a part of it, but I still want to be a part of things that, that that is still, it isn't like I won't produce it unless I'm in it, but if there's something in it for me, I will fight for that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because that is part of what I do. It's it, And it's all, like you said, all, ro ro it's like you want to, you're an actor. Yeah. That's your yeah. thing. It's That's not going away. I really wish <laughs> I tried. No, <laughs> but it's not but, going away. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's just saying. But you're now creating things for yourself. And, you know, and you're smart enough to know, like, okay, I'll step back from this role, or that is definitely exactly. for me. Or, and, and I just think in the end, all that work will lead to you being able to go, yeah, no, now I don't have right. to do any of that if I don't want to. Now I can just be in these movies. Or right. Whatever. Or you find your niche. Like, I actually feel like I, I, this past year, my girlfriend and I were, we produced a Hallmark film and like she was starring in it. She's like an actress over there all the time on Hallmark stuff. And we were like pitching. It's basically a creative producer credit because we pitched it and we, we, we took it through the whole process. Okay. Oh, wow. And we learned a ton about like the formula. Of, you know, I mean, there are totally. Is it a holiday formula. movie by any chance? It's a Christmas movie. Hello. Who did you work with? Oh, fuck yeah. That's like money in the bank every year then. Well, I mean. For a couple of years. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah, it's fine. Hallmark. <laughs> no, do you do no, Hallmark? Or do Hallmark's you do great. Hallmark's yeah. great. They are. They're very. You know, yeah. We it was a, so my girlfriend has done several movies there, and we pitched a, an idea, and they loved it, and we um, had different writers. Somebody else wrote it, and I'm really glad because we just needed to be in the other that other place for a little bit to learn a lot and be on. But we've created that whole thing basically over the phone, you know, like with um, the uh, other executive and wow. the writers. There were two or three writers on it. Eventually, got it to a position, but it, it all happened within a year year which was great so then um it was shot last so it was last year's christmas movie mm. yeah. yeah this past year oh that's great so i learned a lot and a capacity in which like that is like my not necessarily my heart but like i really want to learn like i just want to learn like what 
people are doing? How are they getting things made? What are they doing? Oh, yeah. and, uh, and that's and, a very specific process. I used to work with those people all the time. They have a very yeah. specific process. Oh, it's a formula. Of like, yeah, it's, it's a straight formula. It has it has an end game. Yes. It has its built-in profit. Everything. It's all. It, it it's it's not one of those ones where like, how is this all going to play out? There oh, is no, no, no how this is no, all no, going to no, This out. will play out exactly, exactly like this. Which is yes. actually kind of nice because you have. The, the expectations are very clear. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Like you're just like, okay, we're going to do this, and then they're not going. We're going to win Emmys. You're like, we're making a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Let's do well, it. Well, and it's but and it's yeah. it's a volume business, and they have a certain amount of things that they need to. They have yes. they have certain goals. They have certain things that they have to deliver. Christmas they know their market. Or whatever. Yeah. And they're so a they company. just uh, they're they a, yeah. lock it out and go get them made. And yeah. that's okay. That's a part of the business that you should learn. I love yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think like. I think also, you know, as women, and we've been writing other stuff for years, my girlfriend Nikki and I and stuff, and, like, we've done other things, and we just are, like, you know, we just want to always keep um, figuring out ways to do things on a higher level. No matter what that is, each thing will add to the next thing. And mm -hmm. so, like, the film that we're going to be producing, having done that, having done a lot of little stuff, having been on set with, like, friends that, like, want my help with things, and I'm acting in it, but I'm also feeling, like, a little bit like I'm producing a little... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just, like, okay, you know, I just can't help it. Like, once you do it, you can't, like, help to see the whole picture. Yeah. Which is valuable, <laughs> and that's yeah. that's the part of it I love. I don't know as much below the line and hiring and all that. Like, I do, I'm not, like, a line producer. Like, I'd love to follow someone and learn that, but... That's I, someday. That's someday. really that, tedious, That's though. a lot yeah. of tedious stuff, but I love the whole picture, and I think I'm a good person that, like, can organize, orchestrate that whole picture, putting it together, you know? So it's kind of interesting. I'm just, like, literally this past year, two years, I've been like, oh, I think I kind of have a... Um, I kind of like it, you know? Well, I th and I think that's that because you, you, you like... The, the idea of like watching a movie, watching a TV yeah. show, like the, all of it appeals to you. So to get to know the ins and outs and figure out how, and then once you produce something on your own or kind of like with yeah. your friends, you're like, look at that. Yeah, look, look what we're we not, did. We're not billion dollar a week fucking no. guys with our, their thumbs in their asses. We actually just made this yeah. on, with just us. Like, it's impressive. And by the way, that's what people that we look up to or that we're like, oh my gosh, it's like, that's exactly what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've been, I've been able to be a part of different readings with like, you know, or different things with like really well-known people. And like, when it comes down to it, everyone should be at that table that has, you know, that has the talent and whatever. But like, it's just, it's just a small circle of mm -hmm. like, how do I put this? Like, just... It's like it's like just like with your buddies, right? Except for like someone really famous is sitting next to you or whatever, and you're just yeah. like, oh, it's so bizarre that they're there, but like yeah. they're acting just like my other friends because they're they just regular normal people. Yeah, because they <laughs> are just regular people. And I, I well, you're right. I'm they're just they're really not. Um, Most of them. No, there's no such thing as a regular person. No one's regular. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We're all slightly abnormal. Yep. Well, come on. Yep. In our own way. Here. Yeah, but it's just. Having the having the courage to step out and do your own thing is is the hardest part because you just have to be like, who cares if it fails? You have to start with that. Yeah, look, everything when you start anything, whether it's filmmaking, comedy, starting a band, whatever, acting, you're not gonna be awesome at it right away. There's and there's no shame in that. And I think as long as you feel that you love doing it. You you're gonna move. eat shit no matter what yep. you do. So you matter. So if you want to eat shit, doing, shit, something, you doing something you love, yes, because yeah, you okay. are. You're gonna. People are like, oh, the couple of years we don't work. No, not the couple of years. The years where yeah. you're not able to provide for your family. Yeah. Like you have to figure this shit out. 
Yeah. Literally. I'm just yeah. going to say shit a lot. That's yeah. fine. I yeah. mean, life is, I've always said, life, you got to deal with your shit first before you can go on to the day. Like when I had kids in the morning, I had to clean their shit. You literally, literally would let a dog shit. out, I had to pick up their shit. You have a cat, you got to clean up the cat fucking box. You're eating the shit. so, so much you're, shit. You're actually <laughs> dealing with shit before you can actually deal with your own shit. So. I come over, leave an upper deck. That that's, right. that. that's a good book. Yeah. I think you should deal write that. Deal with your own shit. I'll put it right next to the one in the bookstore. Everyone, everyone poops. Yeah. Um, I have a guilty pleasure. While you guys are talking, I, I I went through the IMDb. We had fun with that with Mindy last week. So now, oh, yeah, I, that I, was my new fun, thing yeah. is gonna do it. So my one of my guilty pleasures is a show that a lot of people speaking of shit shit on. It says here that you were an entourage. Now I loved that show. Oh boys. But I um I don't know why I even liked it. Maybe I'll I tell just you exactly like, the same I, reason I liked it. It was shit that's never gonna happen to us. Yeah. It's the same reason that like. <laughs> You know, women will read like a romantic novel, or but it's we a watch shit that's porn. happening all the time, by the way. Yeah, but it, but it was such a show on steroids. To, us, like, to me, <laughs> that's like a blown out. That's a one percent of Hollywood. And, and it was to me, it was it's a like show a that was. A that, yeah. I always just felt like when I was watching, I'm like, this show just just reeks to me. It's also produced on steroids. That's what it just felt. Like. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Those same you guys know, make ballers. Am I right? Did I did I? Were you, yeah. were you oh, on that oh, show? Oh, you guys. Yes. Oh, I, no, okay. my IMBD is false. I just tried to put it. Well, I wanted to make sure. Well, you kind of were like holding. I was like, maybe every episode of Entourage. Well, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember because I, I, yeah, it was an experience. It was interesting because it was, uh, gosh, it was like the second to last season, maybe, maybe. But I, so I come in and every girl on that show is like a whore, you know, like every one of them is naked and sleeping. Mm -hmm. So they do my makeup like a whore. I thought you meant just. I was like, wow, you're really harsh on people. (laughs) Like she means they're not there, and everybody here was a whore. (laughs) Women for women, man. Just. (laughs) All hashtagging that up. So the no, point is, no, what, like, what they all cast. All the girls yeah, are yeah, being yeah, cast yeah. as sluts, and, and or just like you're going to be naked, or you're just going to be an idiot. And so I got on set, and they assumed that that's what I was, and they got me in in hair makeup. And I assumed they read the script, and like of course, like a lot of makeup artists, they don't. They like have a lot going on. And they just like, are you get yeah. there? Like, who are you playing? You know. But they didn't even ask. They just did me. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm like going to be hot in this. Oh my god, I just played like a nurse and whatever. And then they're like, oh, you're the costume designer for Johnny. We're gonna have to pull it way back, <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> "Here we go, I, no, here designer we go for Johnny again. drama." No. You know, I, I was costume designer for Johnny drama. I was able to be. Can hip we back. get in the weird teeth? Yeah, Bring yeah, in the weird yeah, teeth. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was actually able to be like hip and cute, but like it was uh, hilarious because they just assumed like you're you know, playing a whore. Like, get let's get you a seat. big bra, girl. You have like we need to get this going, and. I I got to do the table read, which was kind of fun because it was you know one scene and it was supposed to maybe reoccur. It never did. I was like, because he his show got canceled then, yes, like, on uh, the show. Yeah. I was like, damn it. Um, but we did the table read on set and the whole cast was there and I was a huge fan of the show at the time. Even though, yeah, some of it just drove me crazy. I mean, but. it's it's but you know what you're looking at. You're yeah. not like this is life. You're like, like this entourage is like, makes you feel cool while you're watching it's, it. Well, it was you like for me, it was like watching like, 90210. So cool because I live here, really. <clears throat> yeah, you know it. You Absolutely know it a little bit. Nothing like that has ever happened. But <laughs> 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 I've never been to one of those parties. I don't no. want to get into a bikini right now. Um, <laughs> but they, they the, the it was uh, Jeremy Piven, who's from Chicago, right? And he was he immediately was like all like you you remind me of Mary Lou Henner and I was a redhead for a long time so I think that was probably why but they were all like really nice but um it was fine yeah you know like it was um they thought you know it was a really cool show and they were really cool and everybody was cool yeah and I suppose at that point uh, you, know, you, you kind yeah. of touched on this before yeah. but there is some truth to this I remember um working um on the last season of um, 
Oh gosh, now I'm going to forget the name of the show. Very the uh, CSI. Mm. And it's that funny was, was when like they get to the end. It was on forever, but what's it? What, the reason why I bring that up, and you kind of touched on this, like the second to last season, they also become like whatever their identity is as yeah. a group of people. They've been working together for a really long yes. time, and there is something different and unique. And what I, what I remember, and the only reason why I bring it up is because I remember somebody on CSI saying, you know, because they knew it was their last season and all that stuff. They wasn't like, yeah. well, will we? Won't we? They knew it wasn't. And it got them to start reflecting on how amazing of an opportunity, how lucky they were that they all, they, I'm talking about the people behind the mm-hmm, scenes, mm-hmm. that this, this, this group of people yeah. was like, wow, we got one of the good runs. Like yes. we, and so like they were a very happy, Grateful together group, yeah. unit of people that just really appreciated what they had. Yeah. You I, know, I, and made yes. it easier for everybody that was around them because they were like, we got, it's all good. The culture on the set is like so interesting to me all the time. And I think I, it's not my favorite to, you know, hell, I'd love more guest star work that actually paid that. You know, I mean, Netflix is you don't get residuals, blah, blah, blah. But like you get cachet or you get whatever. But and so I'll, I'd love to have more of that work. But I, I do have to say it, it's it's not my favorite place to live because it's really stressful. Like yeah. guest, like guest stars are super stressful. Like they're never You're not part of the team. Fun. Like you, you, just you have to there. say a lot of hard things. Like I did a doctor, uh, played oh. a doctor, you guys, on Shameless. Okay, like Ooh. really, f- I um. actually don't know the show, but my I know the show, but my my uh, my my peeps were like going crazy over it. Like my my little nephew and and niece. Oh and yeah, stuff. I'm sure. But. Um, <laughs> They were like, oh, my God, Angie. We also sometimes take jobs, too, so we have that cool factor within our family. Within 100%. Our I'm like, oh, the children can watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I'm doing some big animation project. Um, but it was it was like a character where she was slightly autistic, a slightly autistic doctor, but it was really funny. And, like, she was on the spectrum, and, like, uh, you know, she didn't understand social cues. And uh, it ended up not being that scene when I got there because of different things that went down. And um, it ended up being like kind of just a straight character, which was so like disappointing. Yeah, you wanted to you wanted to sink your teeth into something. Yeah, but you don't. That's what happens, and that's okay. Like guest stars, you come, you come, you to serve, and if someone, whether it's cast or whoever, like it's like it's not working, we're gonna just change this on. You have to be able to change it or they'll fire you and hire someone else right there. You yeah, know? you are expendable. You are expendable, and like, but when you're there, <laughs> you have to believe that like you you are there for a reason, and this is your. They did want your version. So unless you do something really stupid, right? Like a lot of times with women, if you show up to the table read and you do not look like you did when you came in, you will be fired. That goes for people. I've seen you will people be get fired. I always find that so auditions. fascinating. It's like you know we le- we live in the world of make believe, so make us believe it. Like go I, go to wardrobe guys, makeup and, I know. And, and and go back. What is it that you wanted? Isn't that what but, Hollywood? But here's the thing. Here's the flip side of that, which is so stupid. My the best one of the best uh, auditions I ever had, where they were like, "Yeah, you're it." Was when I didn't really know what I was auditioning for. I went in for like that was one of the mafia wave, and I didn't quite understand it. It was really quick. They were like throwing me the. It was a friend of a friend who and, like you got to come in for this. We get, we can't find the person, and I'm like, okay. Normally I would be decked out in my costume, but like I mean, just because it was a fun character. Yeah, you... I didn't really get it. I thought I was talking to a child in it, but that ended up being <laughs> that ended up being the. Uh, the way the relationship was between these two adults. Like, I literally didn't understand a lot of stuff. And that's where they were like, you're perfect. But they can I ask like, you a question? Per-. And then they dressed me up completely differently. Like, they saw it. What I'm saying is I came in, I did not look like, the other girls were like, I was like, they're going to get this. Oh, my God. But, yeah. l- but let me ask you this, though. If you go in for a specific role and you get it, 
aren't they supposed to di- like say like okay we're gonna give this to you so that th- your hair color or whatever it is you're doing like it's got to be don't they give you some instructions so like yeah. you don't just go and mm-hmm. cut your hair off because you're, you're doing I think something when else you're in younger your, life? your agents and managers do that and you don't know that but once you work enough you know but like like that has happened to so many of my girlfriends where they were just like horrified because they were a little more low-key well you can't be that unless you're a regular if you're a regular, you can come in with your, like, Uggs on and whatever and, like, no makeup. And people are like, oh, you're still so beautiful. No, but I'm talking about if you change your look and you're saying oh, you're fired. Yes. So, like, but you, if you know that you, you have it, don't you kind of try to maintain whatever look you have Yeah, at but that what time I'm talking about is, like, low-key versus, like, a lot of makeup. Your hair is down instead of up. Like, literally, guys, this like, is... But, that's, but, again, it goes back to what I was saying to you earlier. Isn't then whatever it was, going to the makeup No imagination. Uh, no imagination. And terrified, because they're at a producer's terrified. read. <laughs> they're all just terrified that you're like, oh, my God, wait, she had red lipstick on and that cute little thing and that button down. She looks completely different with it that way. Yeah. God, um, my husband so... used to get that with the beard stuff. Like, if he came shaved, they're like, you look way too young. I had, yeah. I was I was lit randomly, years and years ago, was talking to my agent on the phone. I was like, oh, I'm going to get a haircut. He goes, Whoa! <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I'm going to tell you this. If you get a haircut, you're going to work less. And this is when I had like real stringy, shitty, longer. I was like, it looks like garbage. He's like, but this is what you're getting. And, and I'm then like, John got a movie you called are garbage. garbage. <laughs> yeah. Did you really? I did. But um, it was it was not because of that haircut. It wasn't based it was, on his hair. It was yeah. because you cut it. That would have been no. a more impressive indie movie if the sh- movie was called Garbage and it was about your hair. Uh, That's a straight up that really like, indie flick, right? 100%. I would also, rent it. Well, um, offensive, you don't have to rent but it these days. <laughs> you stream it or <laughs> something. I go to Blockbuster. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just you. And then I've Rest seen a guy. Well, I'm, I was in a line of people. Everyone had long hair and a beard. One guy's bald, no beard. I'm like, what's this guy? I mean, you know, sometimes I'll bring in someone against type. The casting chick walks out and she's like, okay, I got it. What the fuck? And she looks right at the guy who's bald. She goes, what? It, what? It, what? And he goes, oh, yeah, I shaved my head. She goes, well, get out of here and give you headshots <laughs> because I thought you had long hair. And. I don't need a bald guy. And he was like, oh, yeah. like, it was just funny. The things they learn. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I, I heard that years ago. I worked with Daniel Tosh on Punk. He came in to do help us with something. And he and I knew him from just doing stand-up. And he had a mohawk. And I go, dude, when did you get a mohawk? He goes, oh, dude, my agent is so pissed. I just did it the other day. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You do not know the joy it brings women when they're like, I just changed my hair color. And I didn't tell anyone. Oh, really? So there's a little secret. Oh, you're just like such a rebel. And then you walk in, you're like, and guess what? I'm not getting new headshots. And they're just like, <gasps> I mean, seriously, it was like liberating one day. And I was like, you know what? It's not about my hair color. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You can't get me in the room. I'm not getting no, uh, no more yeah. new headshots. So you don't get me in the room. Y- yeah, it don't not use my hair my color. Stop. Stop the madness. Which, yeah. by the way, I was talking with John in a previous episode about how... Um, uh, a friend of mine, Aaron Hayes, I didn't recognize her in a car because she had <laughs> colored her hair for whatever or she was with Bill and Ted. She had, to col- she had to color her hair for Bill and Ted. Okay. And so when she came back one. in, I didn't recognize her when she, because when she, she's kind of got reddish hair herself, and I think it was really dark. And then later I text her, I go, I think you waited. She's like, yeah, dipshit. I just, my hair's just a little bit darker. Like, <laughs> like it's not like I was in disguise. And I was like, all right, yeah, sorry. You're like looking at Clark Kent going, I don't see Superman at all. No. It takes off his glasses. <laughs> but going back, exactly. But going back to what you were saying earlier, this is the thing. This is the little bit of the catch that just baffles me. It's like, I could have you come in, right? Yeah. And as long as I know that you'll color your hair for if the you, role, why don't part. I just watch what you do and go right or wrong, hair color aside. Pure laziness, and it's very, right? I, no, I, I'm saying that, that can that, happen that, with Charlize Theron, I bet. But, 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 
Because they already my, want her. They but, already want to cast her. Like, yeah, you're but my point, I guess, yeah. I guess, but my point is with Aaron, they colored her hair when she got there. Yeah. And she went, you okay. Guys, it, I just, the last thing I just did, I played uh, Down in Her Luck and a trailer trash gal. Like, and I can trailer trash that up like nobody's business. And I've never been, I've never played that character. But I did it. I was able to do it because my friend was like, you can kill this and I want to hire you for it. But like, you just, that's what I mean. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta fight your little way in there because it's people just have like ridiculous images of what they think you are. Um, and even when like, I've got like a pretty, uh, a reel now that has all sorts of different characters. It's, it, it's still an issue. You know, you just have to like, you just have to find your, um, your strength of like what you, you know, you're capable of. And then you have to keep going to show people that, you know, Oh. And getting the opportunities to do that too, like letting like, like this film. It was a short. It was great. They're maybe making a feature. It was a really actually awesome experience. And we went. We were in Oklahoma, but like, it it was one of the best jobs I've ever done. It was awesome. The crew was amazing. There was so much heart in it. People were so lovely. It was like these little gifts sometimes, you know, that are like, oh yeah, I love all of this so much. Yeah. I love it. So before we have to get you out of here, I do want to ask you a question. You had made a reference to like about 10 years ago, you kind of like realized it seems like there was a point in your life where depending on where you were at in your journey, you kind of like recentered. And what, what was it that, that kind of led you? What, 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 how do you see yourself differently from 10 years ago? And what was it that you really, that you kind of came and said, all right, if I'm going to do this for X amount of years yeah. or longer, what was it that was going on that, that forced you at that time to make these decisions, do you think? I think I was leaving it, everybody else had all the all the answers and the power, and I was, like, leaving it up to everyone else but myself. And that that's what I think made me go, like, wait a second, what what can I do, though, about, like, how do, how do I work? How do I uh, find ways to uh, be fulfilled as an artist? But I also think, I don't know, there's something that happens when you, you realize that the entire you, you realize that you are not valuable to people in this town. You are you are not valuable. You are your expiration date had been done like by the time I was twenty seven. Like if you want to talk Hollywood, yeah. So you have to sort of not be delusional and realize that that is true and that's okay. And but like I started a gender balance organization. I started different things with my female friends. I started things that like I can do research and realize that like actually the work is really hard to get because it's a hard business. But also we get hired a lot less. We you know just like really starting to look at it in realistic eyes. Okay. I know what my dreams are. I know where my heart is. I know what I want to do all the time. I have no capital to do it. I have no, you know, and then I started like just thinking like, how do I, how do I do that? How do I, how do I focus in on, I guess, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but like not being like sort of a victim to this entire crazy industry. And since I am not necessarily, I'm, I can do guessers and guessers and guessers and I can go to another city and I can do Atlanta and I can do this and I can do that. And there was a time where I just got like, I don't want to, hustle like that anymore like I want to just do and I know everybody does right I want to just get on set like when I, once I'm there let's do this you know and of course there's that part that you have to decide either I'm going to do it 100% or I'm not going to do it at all because then I'm just going to be the most miserable people yeah like constantly complaining so that's when I got picky and okay. that's when I started creating my own work and that's when I started writing and that's when I started bringing it to my friends that were already working writers and being like what do you think and I just became like a total student of the other side of this business and I was like I have no idea what I'm doing I'm not a writer. I'm not a writer. I'm not a writer for like four or five years, and then finally, someone's like, "Shut up, Jen Didi. You are." And did you did you yeah. roll in 
where your personal life was at that point, too. You had made yes. reference about having kids and stuff like that. Obviously, that's a huge decision to make in this city because it's oh, yeah. not just for being a woman, but becoming a parent in this system it is all it's, yes. it's it, it, you have to it's it's a it's a very delicate balance it doesn't of, like of kids yeah. it doesn't like you to have kids yeah. like no matter guy it's always going to go against your decisions yeah. and that so so we're all were you kind of like at, at a point it, it seems like you were kind yeah. of at a point where you're like I didn't figure this all out yeah i right? mean that that 100% was it and what was great the terrible the hard part was we had such a hard time we're actually in the process of adopting right now but okay. like we had such a hard journey with that with so many treatments and all this stuff that it that's what made me go I don't have time to like run around and prove myself like this. Like I have got to find the projects and the things that are. So I started when I would interview my new agent at the time, I was like, so I just want to do meaningful things. And if they're guest star or independent, I don't care. I want to do meaningful work. Yeah. And, and the, in the money and all that, great. They'll come and like, I'd love to, like, I'll do what I need to do. And sometimes it won't be that meaningful, whatever. But like, basically that's what I want because my life, you, you just, it was like such a, like the time thing and the like, I care about that way more. Like if my if all this went away tomorrow, my decisions and passions and my career as an actor and writer and like the striving for different things, like I need to be happy without it. I need to look at my husband and we need to be happy without that. Because what I started to realize is we maybe need to be happy without children. And when I when I started thinking of that, I was like, no, I want that. I want that. So I'm going to fight for that. And I just think sometimes I'm like, you know, sometimes some people have to fight harder for the things that they want and that sometimes maybe it's the door that's closed. But for me, I feel like I think I was knocking down the wrong doors for so long to do the things that I love. And then it just all carried over. So, yeah, I think there was a definite personal shift. Um, and, and I started just taking work that I could handle because I was going through so much physically, too, you know. Like I didn't have the kid, but I was going through so much yeah. that I, I didn't have energy or I would have depression or I was just like, I was just battling a lot of like handling all that. And then I, and then the, the women that I see that have kids, you know, sometimes they've, their agents and managers are just like, we get it. We love that. You know, you can just, you be with that kid and do the jobs you want. And other ones are like, uh, when is this kid going to grow up? Like why? <laughs> why <laughs> well, it's called 18 years yeah. and yeah. actually in some yeah. worlds, 37. Like so. they're annoyed by the decisions you, that they make. Cause it's, everyone's like, just take what you can get. And I think I decided that like, I don't want to take the little crumbs and scrapes and whatever. Like if that's the career that I'm able to have right now, then it needs to change or I need to really get out of it. So, um, cause I was miserable and I think you're miserable when you're playing like w really low. Like you're just kind of like, why am I running after a guest or a co-star that like now they're only co-stars again and blah, blah, blah. Like, great, but they're bad. And I'm going and I'm mad. I want to stick a fork in my in my trailer. Yeah, that's, yeah, like, that's th no that's good. That's no yeah. good, yeah. right? So, so it was just, yeah, it was a whole thing of like figuring out how this whole thing started with taking a chance and, and, and like this is not the normal career. Like I already did that. And all of a sudden I felt like I was in a job that I okay. hated. And I was like, that's not why Whoa, you get into that's this. like, <laughs> that's like the thing where everybody, right. It's yeah. like, I'm going to these auditions over and over and not getting them. And it's like, not that. I, and I get that this supposed to have a good relationship with you just outgrow certain things. Yeah. And, and then when you outgrow them, it's really scary. Cause you're like, well, what do I do now? I'm not, yeah. getting, I'm not getting a new headshot. I'm not trying to get a new this or a new that it's, but you realize that was just spinning your wheels. Because you know the people that really do shit? They actually do shit. And those people that I admire, they, I mean, they have a million stories about how, like, they just did it. Yeah. And women that are like, hey, the world is against me, but you just got to do it. I mean, going all the way back to Warren Beatty with Bonnie and Clyde. Yes. Studios were like, nah, what is this? We're not doing this. He's like, 
all right, I'm going to put all my money into this. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, won an Academy Award, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Uh, so Warren, Goldie who's Hawn, Warren Beatty? Too. Like she, who is Warren Beatty? Uh, who is that guy? Right. Um, he he's an ama- he has an amazing story. I love his story. But like I did, I did a lot of research on like, the, I mean, the women in the 20s were all had their own studios and they were doing great things. And it wasn't until like the big, big studios like Warner Brothers that was pushed out. But like, you know, it's, this is not a lot, storytelling has been here since the beginning of man. But, TV film has been around very short time, mm-hmm. you know, and like we dictate what that look like. We're a part of shaping this. So this whole movement right now of women being able to step into their own and be like, oh my god, you guys really you were sexually harassed? We didn't know. Like it's <laughs> really? like instead of being mad about that because I can be mad all day long, I can be like, okay, well yeah. now you do. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to do their part, and a lot of it's going to be inauthentic, but it doesn't matter. Door has been opened. And maybe this time they'll be like, you know, we can just stay in a little longer and a lot longer and not go anywhere. Yeah. You know, I will say one thing in all that story. If you end up adopting, thank you, because I don't think enough people. Oh, we're adopting. We're all in. Oh, good. We're a good year and a half in, guys. I just, I mean, I, like, my heart breaks every day when I think about all the kids. That oh, are still looking and when you start home, to so. adopt, you just want to adopt all the children. Yeah. You're like, we'll adopt all of them. They can all live with us. They're like, okay, you're not a little old lady. You don't live in a shoe. This is not possible. They're like, do you have any? Yeah, it's 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 a process. Uh, someday I'll write a book about it or something. It's too much. It's a lot. Oh, I'm sure. It's I'm sure. Story. But I know I know people who've gone through diff- so many different treatments. Like my brother and his wife. It took for them forever to have a kid. And like, I know it's not easy. And I know it's not. Uh, Shit, I just know it's not easy. I don't know much about else about it except for I, I'm always happy when I hear that somebody adopts because uh, I feel there are kids born every day that to yeah. f- ridiculously shitty human beings yep. and any asshole can make a fucking baby, but like to raise a kid into a human being is a is a different thing. So. Well, I think when you're also challenged, where like it's not easy, and for us, like we didn't really have a lot of answers. You are really you have to come to the table like as a marriage, like you're. Mm-hmm. we've only gotten stronger, but that's because we've been willing to work it out, you know, because like you, you are, you are being like, you have to think about shit that you may never think about. Like if you just had a kid, you'd just be like, okay, here we are. We're doing it. Like, yeah. But like, you just got to really like, like you got to really want it because you know, everything that is hard, you can be like, well, that's a sign. Never mind. I mean, this is just getting ridiculous, you know, yeah. but like y- when you know, you really want something, you will find a way. Yep. You will. Such as life and acting and this business. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Jen, thank you so much. Yeah, thank, um, you. thank you. Do you guys. have anything you want to plug real quick coming up? You said you're producing a movie right um, now. Yeah. Well, actually, there's a movie that that my girlfriend Rachel produced in Oklahoma called Send Me Wings, which we're going to be doing a little something with. It'll probably make it a little festival circuit thing. Um, but I would love uh, women out there that listen to you two men. Um, Quite a what few, we actually. are. Yeah, I bet. Because you guys are awesome. Um <laughs> Welcome to See what how we John are. got you to say something nice about him. <laughs> I know <laughs> he really did. He just brainwashed me mm-hmm. as usual. He's so good. So, so good. good. He's so good. Um, well, our blog is called What We Are. Welcome to What We Are, and we talk about real female stuff, vagina talk, stuff like that. But we really do talk about like w- things that women are talking about all the time, but not to each other. So the imperfection of it all, the vulnerability of it all, um, the craziness of it all. Um, my girlfriend Nikki and I started that. So and it's called it's called Welcome to. What, it's called what, what we, are? we are, but it's welcome to what we are website and okay. welcome to what we are on Instagram and uh, Facebook, and we're sort of on Twitter. I mean, if there's a website, I'll put uh, Twitter is hot garbage. So, so like having a hot positive, <laughs> a positive Good force luck on Twitter. Through that. You gotta get through all that. I other can't even decide. I, I, you guys, I'm like, 
I can't even go there. I just still yeah. haven't figured that I, one out. I, I, if you want to change your, your blog to fuck you, no, fuck you, then you can put that on Twitter. That <laughs> that's all, how I feel. Everybody's so mad. That'll pretty much cover They're Twitter. They're so mad. It's, and just I'm, an, it's an angry fest. That's why I laugh. I always I always put up jokes. All I do is put up jokes, and like around my jokes are just these angry... <laughs> no, I'm all about a good, happy quote, something inspiring, or like, here, see my pain, because we're all going because through Because everyone shit. needs to know that you're not alone in this. Yeah, yeah, this is not the real life, guys. But I think that's great, and, it, and I'll put a... I'll, I'll try to put a, uh, a link to your website when we post the yeah. when we post the show just to let yeah. other people know. But we do have a lot of female listeners, so check out like at uh, least like four or five, at least a few. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, check out Jen's website <laughs> uh, and blog, and keep your eye out. Obviously, she's uh, a working machine. Yep, um, eyes on the prize. Again, thank you so much for being on. Really yeah, appreciate thank it. Thank you guys. Yeah. And uh, all right, everyone, thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. 